This episode of the Co-Optional Podcast is proudly sponsored by Squarespace. Whether you need a domain name, website, or online store, make your next move with squarespace.com slash co-optional. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast here on the 10th of October, 2017. The intro music suddenly started playing and I was assaulted with sound. <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome Hello. to the Co-Optional Podcast. Right. I mean, that, that is what the intro usually does. It usually plays. It's pretty good. It does. So I've been told, yes? Yeah. Yes, good, good. Mm. Yes, good, good. Yes, yes. Mm. good, yes. good. Excellent, yes. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Good. the plan is in full effect, and so <laughs> on and so forth. I realize that our little fancy transitions we've been doing over the last uh, couple of episodes, I may or may not have set them up prior to this, so I have them, but I'm not sure which one is the right one, because I did forgot to name them. So I can select well, you can, one. You can preview edit them. So you can you can uh, see them, right? I don't know if I can do that for transitions. So I am going to pick the transition, hope it is the right one, right. and hope that it doesn't do some weird shit that was not as designed. It's just one transition in there that's very embarrassing. It's uh, for home videos. It is not for co-optional podcasts. Indeed. It was not designed for the show whatsoever. Yes. No, no, There's no. Lots of puppies. In there. Lots yeah. of puppies. So that not, will be fun. Uh, yep. So the first time we switch over to the show of video scene or anything like that, it may or may not work. That's a very exciting thing. It's like opening a loot box. You just don't quite know what you're going to get, but it's probably going to suck, most likely. Mm. Jesse won't even disagree with that, because before the no, show, it was no, like, I, I new moments ago, Moments ago, I opened my free loot box on uh, Overwatch, because the new Halloween event started, and... Uh, I got two of the exact same fucking thing in it, and it was yep. uh, Avatar for my for my account. Great. And I was like, "Nice, cool. yeah, totally, totally cool. great." Thank God you didn't pay for that. Yeah, yeah. My am I inspiring? I was like, "Oh no!" What it means is that because I get fucked like that, I'm gonna immediately have to go back and spend thirty nine 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 and buy loot. Yeah, that's where they. Get I'm you. no dummy. I know what I'll do. That's, <laughs> that's where they get you. Yeah, the life of a whale. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much it, isn't it? Like, I've thought about this in a recent video, the idea that maybe someone who's like not hugely into either the notion of gambling or just the product, if they were screwed over by a loot box like that, they'd say, well, fuck this, I'm not buying them again. But a lot of us are like, oh, no, we'll totally get it with the next one. And then buy, you know, after getting screwed, we buy $40 more of the motherfucking things. Yep. And yep. we go that's from there. Hearthstone, with Hearthstone packs. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's totally. Yeah. At least with Hearthstone packs, you can disenchant some of the crap that you got. In yeah. a lot of these cases, you can't. You just get 
Oh, great. It's a goth Zarya skin. I'm never, ever going to use that ever, but it's stuck on my account till the end of time. Just... You lose to a card and you have to open packs to get that card. I need that card that I just lost too. So yeah, and Hearthstone got me for that. Yeah, there, <laughs> there was an article that came out today. It's like, has Hearthstone become too expensive to keep up with? It's like, dude, that happened years ago. Like, even as someone that didn't really have a problem with buying packs, it just started to get like, you know, I bought all these cards and now they're out of rotation. I can't use them outside of Wild, which is mostly a complete shit show. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm just, I'm just done with this model. I just, I hate this model. I, I would much rather do the whole, li you know, living card game style thing. And Blizzard could totally do this. Like $30 expansion. You get all the cards done. Like, yep. but of course they know they can get $400 out of somebody exactly. instead of 30. Yeah. So why would they, why would they ever do that? Especially since they're the top dog. Well, I, I will say, the fandom that I have for uh, Brave Exvius, for example, um, you would think, oh, well, that's just like super mega weldom and like gotcha bullshit. And like, here's the thing, though, unlike Overwatch, for example, which you're paying for skins and you're randomizing skins, um, when it comes to Brave Exvius, you are straight up like buying characters, right? And so yeah. you're you're spending money. But here's the thing, because the game exists in Japan already, there and and it's a few months ahead. There are already resources that are like, don't buy this character, it's shit. Or don't spend you. your money. And so right. each round, there's like, oh, well, there's four new characters. And then a guy will like put a review that's like, no, this character's garbage. And, you know, five months out, that's by the time the US gets it. it and so I'm like, oh, well, I don't have to give a, I don't, like, I don't have to care this month. And so I just don't, like, it's great. It. I wish that existed more often where I was like, yeah, you don't need to worry about that. It's pretty garbage. I was like, thank you, internet stranger. That's yeah. yeah, that's not a resource that you'll ever get from the actual company, obviously. No, right, right, right. no, so, absolutely not. That, like, relies on the obsessive fandom of other people to make it to you. <laughs> Thank God for that. Look, fandom, shout out. Sometimes it can be used. It's like, it's like the Sometimes. force. Sometimes. Instead of evil. Yeah, but mostly also, evil, though. Mostly evil. The other thing is that, like, the the sort of... The sort of information that's helping you is for the type of microtransactions that we tend to say are not great, right? Like like with something like this Halloween event, mm -hmm. I know it's all just shit to make things look cooler. And I can at a glance decide I want that because it looks cooler, right? I yeah. don't need somebody to be like, well, I've figured out the stats on this May skin mm -hmm. and it makes yeah. it so that her headshot is twice as powerful and yeah. i'll be like fuck i need that right like that doesn't exist yeah but then you know what's sort of most annoying about overwatch is that it stops you from getting the thing you want unless you either get lucky or you get enough of the damn shards to to build it and of course the exchange rate between duplicates and these scraps and shards is absolutely fucking terrible so I'm... even then i'm like ah i don't like it i don't like that they've done it it's I, even though having pay to win mechanics is terrible, I almost feel like having pay to change the way your character looks is a little more like insidious because it doesn't do anything, but you still want it. Of even course. Even though at the end of the day, yeah. it's pointless. Like you're spending money on 
literally nothing that can help you. It just makes your character look a little cooler. And when you think about it, you're like, oh, that's diabolical. Especially like, oh, if it's yeah. exclusive, right? If it's timed. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, the oh, more exclusive, no. the better. I have better. to get it. You know, there's going to be this missing part of my account forever if I don't get this. You know, I felt that way when I was playing World of Warcraft a lot, and I, I hate myself. When achievements appeared in World of Warcraft, that's for mm -hmm. years. I was just like, I got to get every single one. Yep. I had yep. almost every achievement in that game up until a certain point where I was like, why am I doing this? Yep. Right? Because you realize eventually the game will end, and eventually all your time you spent, like, you hit a point in your life where like, oh no, this is stupid. Why am I? Why am I doing this? Trying to get the insane achievement, which is named for a reason yeah i think that's that, that was the moment where i realized what am i doing what was your low yeah. no. <laughs> fuck ravenholt rub that's what i'm saying I'm, yep. i will yep. always say that that was the worst experience of my life we're going to booty bay f that f that and then you have to grind it back out again after you get the achievement. yeah that was that was that was bad that was god really bad. i was like very very glad that i did not pursue achievements in that game um what i was gonna say is i still do i still think that stuff that applies like buffs or bonuses is, is worse. Well, because, it is. Yeah, sure. Oh, it is. I'm, I'm not because, saying that it isn't. It definitely is. I, I, I mean, even like mentally, like trying to put it in the same place as like the, the mental, like, oh, I want it. Right. Is if you find yourself stuck in a game that has microtransactions that can help you, you start wondering like, well, what if I can't progress without the microtransaction well, like is this a problem I, with me or is this because i need to buy something you know like you start like yeah no that's exactly so i uh got a message from uh uh shadow mortar or shadow four that was like hey we want to give you a copy and like all you have to do is like you know talk about it and i was like i'm just gonna yeah, buy right. the game instead i don't want to like be beholden to you guys on this one i'm gonna buy it and so i went on steam to go like look up you know and i realized there's three different versions of this game. I was like, oh my God. So then I was like, all right, well, what are there? There's the normal version, the silver version, and the gold version. I was like, well, I want to get the normal version because I don't care that much. But what if getting the gold version gives me some benefit in the game because there's microtransactions that will make it easier for me to play, thus making me not have to grind more, thus saving time. And then eventually I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to get the normal version and we'll see what happens. But like, it's like I have that. Like, what you're talking about, I had last night where I was just like. See, that can go yeah. the other way too. With with Prey, you could pre-order and you could get a golden shotgun if you pre-ordered. I remember yeah. that. And I was worried that this golden shotgun would be way better than any other gun yeah. in the game. Yeah. And I would be like, I, I want to play the balanced version of the game. I don't yes. want the 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 improved version you know what i mean like yeah but I, I, yeah jim sterling just did a video on that right with the different versions of all the all the different um oh yeah yeah he, he was making the valid oh, point that uh, yeah. the, there's a lot of people that bring out the various defenses for loot boxes and everything saying oh games have got more expensive to develop and blah 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 blah, blah. yeah and, but they've always been 60 dollars. i mean what no they haven't you know mm. there were plenty of examples uh, in the cartridge days if a game's actually been more expensive than that and secondly in many cases, as we frequently complain about, the base game is by no means the complete experience. There are often times where getting the proper ending actually requires, you know, buying an expansion pack or DLC, Asura's Wrath, the sensible ending for Fallout 3 required expansion DLC to get it. And God knows how many different editions and everything that's going on there. And once you throw the season pass in there and several seasons worth of DLC... If you looked at, like, Battlefront, was the original Battlefront a satisfactory product on launch? Did it have everything it needed to be a good game that would keep you interested? Well, no, it didn't. 
frankly, as far as I could tell. Uh, by the time the good stuff came out, which I played, and the uh, some of the modes were really good later on in the game. But you needed the DLC to get those maps and modes. So as far as I'm concerned, no, frankly, it was not a particular, you know, those were not particularly complete experiences. But the point you made on accidentally making the game too easy for yourself is really valid. Um, mm -hmm. At Disgaea 5, when I went into that, it's like, do you want a million credits? Do you want this character who's clearly way more powerful? It was a pre-order bonus, but now because you have the complete edition, it's all in there. It's like, actually, I don't want those. I just want to play the game the way it was intended to be. And opening loot boxes right off the bat for Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War will make it easier. There's no doubt. It will make it easier. Most reviewers are pointing out that getting all the way through Act 3 and the first ending, you shouldn't need to open a box, really. So, And then there's some disagreement on Shadow Wars. Some people say yes, some people say no, some people say it's very grindy, others say it's not. Uh, I was reading a Rock, Paper, Shotgun article talking about, oh, it's not grindy, but then they were going through this elaborate way of doing things that it seemed to involve completely exploiting the way the Nemesis system works on a mechanical level that almost seemed so incredibly contrived. And I'm like, well, I don't know how, you know, I really don't know how much it messes with it. Uh, the, the fact is we shouldn't even be having this discussion. It's a single-player game. This shit shouldn't be in there in the first place. And what I hate the most is that it sounds good. I hate I hate to say that. The Shadow Wars thing that I read, it sounds like fun. Like, it sounds like something I would really enjoy. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, why is I've, it marred by this? God damn it, you know? Yeah, I've watched a couple of people play it, and it looks super fun, mm -hmm. too. And I don't, I don't see why you would need better or worse weapons in this game when they also let you scale the difficulty. Yeah, they, they have difficulty really modes. It's really unnecessary. You can literally change the difficulty at any time. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of like most of this is just a PR mess, like that Warner Brothers made for themselves, marring what otherwise looks like it's going to be a really good game. And what I heard about Shadow Wars sounded great too. It's like, oh, you could buy uh, shit like fucking firebomb launchers and metal walls and spike mm -hmm. traps and everything for your force. I'm like, oh, this sounds great. Um, but what's sort of been flying under the radar? while this has been going on, which is something we will have all had a chance to play this week because the beta was out for everybody, is Star Wars Battlefront 2 system. Before I go on, though, although you've already been contributing very much to the conversation, some people do not know who you are. Joseph Anderson, welcome to the show. One could say now professional YouTube critic. Oh, professional? Indeed. Okay. Well, you make okay. some money off it. Why not, you know? You've got okay. a, you've got some very popular videos, some very lengthy videos as well. Yes, very long videos. Yeah. Yep. Thank you I think me. I think you're just uh, chasing down Matthew Matosis in terms of like, here's my critique that's last 13 hours. I'm like, yeah. yes, Matthew, yes, let's go. But I, uh, if those who don't know who you are, what do you do? Where can you be found? Uh, I'm found on YouTube. I make like uh, like TB just said, very 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 long videos on video games. Uh, they're not so much reviews as they are critiques, which is just a fancy word for very long review to some people. <laughs> um, mostly, they're, they're not really about, is this game worth it to buy? They're more about, what does this game do? Does it do it well? Uh, but it's very tailored by my opinion. It's, they're not objective sort of things. But um, I try to go at it, at it, trying to separate my bias and my perspective at least a little bit from it. But yeah, so I'm on YouTube. And that's I just started streaming, but that's that's the YouTube is the most important thing. Yeah. 
for the time being. You may realize that's not true later on, trust me. But yeah. uh, you re- now, I might just stream nonstop, but no. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't blame you. A lot of us have uh, shifted a lot of our attention to Twitch because it just seems to be a more reliable income source for the time being. But you recently did actually a hour-long critique on Hollow Knight, a game that Dodger very much loves. Ah, what yeah. a fucking good game. <laughs> yeah, that's my game of the year so far. I love that game so much. Oh, what a fucking good game. I just like your reaction was like, ah, oh. it's so good. I'm constipated. Oh. Look, I'm just overwhelmed. Yeah. Look how oh. great that game is. I just can't get my feelings out. Oh, dear. All right. Uh, Battlefront 2, though. Like, well, firstly, like, I want to talk about how it plays. And those of us who've had the chance to play it this week, hands up if you played the open beta this week. Cool. At least a couple of us have. And then talk about what the fuck they're doing with their progression because Jesus Christ. Like, if you if you think Shadow of War is bad, and it is, and that shit shouldn't be there, this is literal pay-to-win game-breaking bullshit. But let's throw all that out of the window first. Jesse, you played the first Battlefront. I think, yeah. you know, you probably... You were one of the earliest people to actually criticize the fuck out of them to that game, including... I well, criticized it at E3, the first time you I did, played it yeah. at E3. You, you went oh, all in on it. Uh, when many people were like, oh my god, this, you were like, there are a lot of th- parts of this game that suck ass. Yeah. Um, I still feel like there's a lot of parts of this game that suck ass. Okay, yeah. But, but um... It's better than the first one. I guess they improved a little bit. I'd say, I'd say it is, yeah. Um, but man, I, the thing that I like the most, is I think they've improved a lot in the flying parts of the game, the parts that are, are, uh, not just like ground combat things, the vehicle parts, I think they've improved a lot on, but I still don't like them. Um, I, uh, I'm not, how can I put this? I don't give a shit about the PVP anymore. I'm only in it for the story mode. Having played what I played, I'm like, well, this is all I need to play of this. I'm out. I'm going to play it for the story mode and that's it. It did not grab me. It um it, it the progression system like you said is is pretty shit. Although I didn't really look into that much cuz I didn't really I was like not feeling it. Um man, uh, it it's it's definitely something that that I'm sure you definitely want to talk about more. Yeah, but- well, well, yeah. I mean, that's the only part of it I've played. Bear in mind, the single player wasn't in any way available in this game. Right, beta. right, right. Yeah, and that's and that's my thing. Is is so at the end of the day, I played it. I gave it a look. It is uh, like they took the turd that was the first game and polished it up a bunch. And um, but I don't it's know. Kind of stinky. <laughs> I think I think so. I think it 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 it's not nearly as good as it could or should be. They've changed a lot of the mechanics from the first one because the first one was shit. But with that said, um, I just, I don't know. I, I, it didn't grab me. And as a star Wars fan, that's sad. Uh, so yeah, that's all I'm going to say for now. Cause I, okay. my hope is that the story mode will be awesome. How long well, is it? The story mode? Have they said so? Not a clue. No, no idea. Okay. I, How long I'm was go- it in the first one? They didn't have one. Didn't have, there was no story. The story oh. mode was literally like. You can mini- tell I played it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It was their little. They had a stupid wave-based bullshit. That was it. Yeah. It wasn't really a story. Uh, this one literally, they're like, not only is it a story, but it's a canonical like this yeah. is important. Inferno for Squad. Shit, yeah. All right, gotcha. I'll play it. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. I. Not a fan. Like I just don't know how to describe my disappointment in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just, I just That's. Don't. 
That's unfortunate. I, I actually have a bit more of a positive impression of the multiplayer. So I, I spent a decent amount of time on it, and I think there are some pretty significant improvements. Uh, firstly, the way they've split it up into four classes, and each class has synergy with other classes, is really great. Uh, every class basically has some kind of buff or, or, or device that is useful to other people. Uh, so for instance, I was playing the officer, who is essentially very much a support class, and I was able to choose between a couple of different things. Uh, the first one being an ability which would mean that everybody around me for a certain amount of time had unlimited weapon overheat capacity. So they could just fire and not have to stop. But if I wanted to, I could change it to something which instead uh, gave them more health. Uh, so I had the chance, choice between the two. But also as a sport class... I was able to take a device. Uh, I could either take thermal binoculars, which let me spot enemies and mark them, which was quite useful, especially once the other guys were starting to use smoke and everything, so I could mark targets. I actually got something which was a device that caused grenades to explode in midair, which on the map that they give you, which is... Jesus Christ. I don't know why they put Naboo as the the opening map for the conquest mode because it is a terribly designed map right it's two two big stages a big open stage which clearly is this should be a very vehicle oriented stage but actually isn't yep and then an indoor stage which is grenade city population u like you go down a corridor grenades just nothing unstoppable and then someone gets a hero and murders everybody of course. But by getting this grenade exploder thing, we were suddenly able to do a shit ton better. Um, another class, I was uh, there's a scrambler that basically takes you off the radar and everybody around you off the radar as well. So we're able to catch people by surprise with it. And I was feeling like with the different abilities and loadouts that you're able to do with these four basic classes, there's a lot of flexibility there, uh, if, especially if they add more skills. And they felt distinctly different. Whereas... In the first game, you didn't really feel distinctly different by picking a loadout. Like, most of everyone pretty much acted the same. There's some clear distinct differences that have some pretty cool opportunities, I think. And you, the, You're right about that. They did change up the classes. Yeah. You're totally right. I, I like the fact that they took random power-ups out of the game and they replaced them with a battle point system, which lets you summon... <laughs> sorry vehicles like um you can of course summon the crazy cool heroes but they're very expensive but instead of a crazy cool hero maybe you just want to be a b1 rocket droid a b2 rocket droid or maybe you want to be a b2 super battle droid which costs a bit more so you've got a few opportunities there maybe you just want to spend a little bit to uh shoot from the gunship for a little while or summon an interceptor like there was a good amount of flexibility there i felt so when you played, when it came to battle points, are battle points based off of your own skill? Yeah. Uh, so it's all kills and objectives. Like, so, all right. Playing the objective is the best way to earn battle points really quickly. So when, so when I was playing through this, I was trying to figure out the, the, the <laughs> there were people who seemed to constantly, constantly have the ability to be like, well, I'm a Jedi now. <laughs> And it's like, Maybe. how? How? We literally just started. How is that possible? <laughs> and and I don't. And so I was trying to figure out, like, I don't know. Is it your own? Like, 
It's, it's supposed to be your own, like your own and your objective play. Uh, the way they don't have squads in the game, which is a mistake in my opinion, because especially considering now you've got these synergies between the classes, having a squad system would be very smart. They have a wave spawn system where you're put into a wave with a bunch of other people, but it's not really the same. Like it's, I it, this this particular version of the game would encourage squad play a lot more than the previous one. So I would hope they put a proper squad system in, but. I don't know what was going on with people being able to spawn stuff that early. This shouldn't that's be. What, like... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And more importantly, even it, like the feeling that I got at the end of every game was if you're very, very good at this, you will be unstoppable because you have access to yeah. more. Yeah. It's there's a lot of that. Like that's that's the thing that's always bothered me about Battlefront. And people are like, oh, you can play as the heroes. Yeah, and you know what? That's really fun for you. For the 40 people you just murdered, it's not. Yeah. Like it really it isn't. Sucks. Because there's literally, unless you all group up and work together, which in a beta no one was doing, unless you group up and work together, the person's just going to run rampant on you. And there's yeah, he nothing will. you can do. There are You're counters. AI for them to kill. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what you're doing. And, you know, weirdly enough, in the old older battlefronts, like they kind of put AI fodder in the game for you to get that feeling. And that was pretty cool. I think that was a good way to do it. But they want everyone to be a player this time. And it's it's a problem. It's a problem the game has because, again, you're giving a really fun time to one person at the expense of a shit ton of other yes. people. It's streaks it, gone wild is what it and is. And it is not like the first one where eventually you run out of time. This one is like if you're good at Darth Vader, for example... You will never you die. You're Darth Vader forever and people will just... You're ruining the game for everyone else. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, it really Do is. Do you think it was better the way that it worked before? No, I think the tokens or the icons or whatever the fuck, I think that they was were terrible. terrible. They were terrible. But I feel like this version is not the good answer either. Like, yeah. I don't, if I think TB might be right. If there was like squads, and if your squad had a total amount of points, then you as a team had to decide how to spend those, maybe that'd be cool. I don't, there's got to be like a cool way of changing it up, but like having one person who's really, really good at the start just dominate in points and then immediately be like, what up? I'm a hero now, and then just destroy And then people? just kill people forever. Yeah, because yeah. like, as you said, you know, they used to be a timed thing, and now it's just until you die. And if you're quite good at it, you should really never die. Uh, it, yeah, you can absolutely murder people. And then we get on to the real elephant in the room, which mm. is the fucking loadout system, which can make this, by the way, even worse, because the loadout in particular for heroes, if you get powerful cards for those heroes... Uh, I was going through a set of examples in my video, and one of them I found for Boba Fett was, well, at level one, this reduces the amount of damage you take while doing rocket barrage in the air by 50%. That sounds okay. Level four, it's 100%. You're literally invincible while you're doing this fucking thing. And some of, you combine some of these cards together, you are, it's like you were already powerful enough, now you're a, you're a god, essentially. And... The worst part about how the system works is that you're, you're basically the level system is for the most part based on how many cards you have. So in theory, if this works the same way on launch, you start, I buy 50 loot boxes. I immediately, by opening all those loot boxes, level up my characters to maybe level 5 or even level 10. At level 5, you get a second star card slot. At level 10, you get a third one. So I can start with a three-star card, probably high-level star card guy right off the bat, and I'm going to be murdering the hell out of these other day one guys that haven't spent You're the money to do that. Yeah. yeah. Much, that's, I mean, that's terrible. even as the basic classes, 
even as the, <laughs> I mean, it's great for me. It's, it's going to be great for, for my uh, critique. Yeah. You know, when I do my footage for my channel, I'm like, look at how great I am, guys. And like, and here's the thing. As sad as it sounds, I'd ask, if you had the money to do this, why the fuck wouldn't you? Like, right. the game is saying the whole progression system is based on getting as many cards as you can. If I have a shortcut to get a bunch of cards and money's, like, not a big deal, why the fuck wouldn't I? Is like, the only reason... cheating? Just... Basically, yes. Yeah. It's officially endorsed cheating. There's, yeah. there's no other way around it. Uh, and, like, the only other thing is, like, well, you know, you should have some honor, some ibushido. No. No. Why would I? I don't give a fuck about you. I want points. I want to dominate 42 kills to one. And the game is telling me to do it. And mm. someone else will. Yeah, someone if I don't, somebody yeah. else will. You're totally yeah, right. You know? This also goes to what I was talking about when I was trying and failing to describe the one thing I like, which is the uh, Starfighter portion of the game. Do you think they improved greatly over the first one? Um, Fondor, Frondor, whatever the hell the level's called. Uh, it's cool, but you also have the exact same loadout system with Starfighters. Yeah, it's quite serious. You can be in a TIE Fighter and have the best damn TIE Fighter in the world all of a sudden, and it makes no sense. And it's like, what? Yeah, you're going to win You're gonna win a fight all the time. Uh, we looked at a combination where it was like 20% increased fire rate and then 50% increased cooling. So, and I think there was one other thing where increase the effectiveness of your offensive ability. So you turn your offensive ability on, and someone did a calculation, I don't know how accurate their mathematics were, that your effective damage over a certain period of time would be like 127% more than, than a guy that didn't have those things. Like, so it was like, this is ridiculous. Like, Wait, hundred and twenty-seven percent. Yeah, it, it's um, it would be over a certain period of time because you can fire and then you have to let your weapons cool down. But if you have this high-level weapon cooldown card, they don't really have to cool down anywhere longer. Massive. So yeah, you can get a bunch oh, of sustained fire, whereas another guy couldn't do that. So it, it is like so. Some some people have pointed out that like four or five years ago, I you know I was talking about this kind of thing as pay to skip. I officially changed my fucking mind. Like, at this point, in these situations, bearing in mind that compared to other games, like, say, we keep talking about Clash Royale, or at least I keep bringing it up, uh, saying that, look, I, I bought a bunch of cards in that game, and then it matched me up against people that had the same level of cards as me. In this game, this game is not going to do that. Like, you know it isn't. It's a, like a 40 to 64 player big clusterfuck casual game. They're not going to give a damn about individually tracking skill. They're going to toss everyone in the same pot and these right. godlike guys are going to dominate everybody else. And you know that's going to happen by, you know, this is... If, if that was not my definition of pay to win five years ago, it fucking well is now. I'm saying that right off the bat. You know, right. I, I guess back then I didn't expect that they would be as so audacious as to do this. I was wrong. They absolutely were. Yep. Uh, Do you guys know Tamagotchi are back? No. But I'm not sure if that makes my day better or worse hearing that. It's not even an app or anything. It's like full on like keychain Tamagotchis. The segue got me there, Dodger. That was pretty good. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to break it up. Just trying to break yeah. it up a little bit. You know, if they did something like this like a year into the game, like, remember the, um, Battlefield did the whole, uh, and it wasn't at the start of the game, it was like a year into the game, hey, you need to catch up, you can buy, unlock all the weapons. Like, one, that wasn't so bad because the weapons technically should be balanced anyway. And two, they only did it like a year into the game to let people, you know, catch up a little bit. 
That was okay. This is like from day one, and your whole progression system is literally based on random loot boxes. Who the fuck thought that was a good idea? Like, progression is supposed to make sense and let you set a goal. You can't set a fucking goal with a bunch of loot boxes. Okay, you've got a shard crafting system, but we have no idea how many long it's going to take to grind enough fucking shards to get this thing. We don't know that. Whatever, I, I hate it. I, I absolutely hate it, because I think the game is a lot better than the previous one. But this is bullshit. Yeah, it's just a disappointment. I feel nothing but sadness knowing that uh, the first one was kind of like, okay, well, they're trying to capitalize on the fact that the new movie's coming out, and they can't really reveal anything, so it's going to be kind of a shell of a game, and, it, it, you know, whatever. Oh, sure as hell was that. Cash grab. I, all right, sure, okay. The second one, you have the time to make something better, yeah. and it's not, and it's sad. Yeah. Uh, but I will play the campaign because I'm a nerd and I want to play it. I will not touch multiplayer. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's it's a bit depressing, really. Uh, I guess I'm glad there are still a lot of very good online shooters and I don't have to play Battlefront, really, as one of them. So that's fine. Hell. The, you know, the, I'm more interested in COD World War II. Like I said, I described the war mode either last week or the week before as a cool objective-based multi-stage mode that was very much inspired by Wolfenstein Enemy Territory, which is clear because some of the dev teams actually on the World War II dev team. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just play that. I, you know, if I want my multi-stage objective stuff, I'm just going to play that mode. That sounds Wait, all right. Didn't I see, like, a leak of that game last night that they have uh, boxes too? They like they said that they had what they've been doing with it is uh, I don't know if they're going to do it right from the start but yeah there'll be cosmetic stuff but okay. then they'll but here's the thing they did that in the last one they did cosmetic only and then later switched it to buying power so they'll probably pull some bullshit on that too uh, I guess I'll play Dirty Bomb <laughs> I mean that's free to play. You know, and, and the stupid thing about Dirty Bomb is, like, it's free to play and their system's still way fairer than these other games. I was like, oh, damn it. And then why, they what, boxes. Why is this? And eventually you're making your own game, which won't yeah. have loot boxes. Until, of course, it does. Player with no battlegrounds so won't have loot boxes. Uh, here's some loot boxes. We, <laughs> we don't have enough yachts yet. Here's some loot boxes. $1,000 fucking underwear or whatever. You, I don't... you start with a gun. That would be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. In that game. Oh, man, that would be... <sighs> I don't know, would they get that audacious? Maybe. Hard to say. Uh, yeah, that would ruin it. Yeah, it would. People, would people riot? Possibly. It's been interesting to watch, though. Like, they're on the way to 2 million concurrents. Apparently, it's exploding in Asian territories right now. Mm. But their Fortnite was also reporting that they went over 500,000 concurrents and got 7 million unique players. This market is big. Mm-hmm. bigger than we thought maybe because i was I expecting one to cannibalize the other more ways to play with this format yeah mm. yeah because obviously there are enough players to go around like there's there's space it doesn't have to be a monopoly there's space for people to think of new yeah. ways to do battle royales yeah because there's like there's at least three pretty damn successful moba style games and a couple of others that are still doing all right you know your big ones are in order league dota smite you know, mm -hmm. and then below that, you've maybe got a couple more that are doing okay. So there's like there's space in the genre. It'll be interesting to see who comes out of it. Um, I'm still enjoying Fortnite Battle Royale. We're finding more and more things to do with buildings. Like as people learn the game, building is becoming far more relevant early in the game. 
Yeah, mm. I'd I like the creativity in that game, and I think there could be something even more creative if there was a third one. You know, I, I really do like that. Yeah. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is probably probably the better game. I've played both a little bit, but I really like the dynamic that the building adds to to Fortnite, and yeah. I like I like the art style in Fortnite a lot too. You know, it's it's yeah, it's uh, I'd be interested in, in in more creative things like a Mario Kart battle royale sort of thing. Oh my god, like a oh, like fun. an even goofier yeah, like, battle royale. Yeah, yeah. I would play the shit out of that. <laughs> Mario battle royale would be incredible. If they could capitalize like the Mario Rabbids version of yes. a battle royale game. <laughs> Just real stupid. I'd play the hell out of that. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see what's going on with that. I plays all the Mario characters. Oh my god. Didn't um GTA recently release a kind of vehicle based battle royale? thing um, i really haven't heard a lot about that i yeah. i know it came out quite recently uh let me let me look this up and see if they ever did a trailer for this um, uh gta gets PUBG style battle royale mode and smugglers run update. smug smugglers run was it called yeah uh i don't yeah, know motor wars it's called i don't know how you play it but oh, there's a trailer here so i guess we can watch that uh but the the first thing I see on YouTube when I look at this and immediately makes me think, oh God, 55 million spending spree. I'm like, oh, for Christ's sake. Uh, so look at the Smugglers Run trailer. I'm not sure if that really shows anything. So you said it was called Motor Wars? Uh, up to four teams parachute into a periodically shrinking kill box strewn with lethal assortment of guns, explosives, weaponized vehicles. Work together, find a vehicle, and fight opposing teams in the shrinking map to win and survive. Okay, that sounds kind of neat and the sort of thing that I would play. I wonder if that's influenced in any way by money. Uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what you mean, TB. What do you mean? It's, yeah, so I'm showing some footage. Uh, IGN got a little bit of footage of this here. Uh, so, yeah, you definitely dropped in by the looks of it. But it, it's interesting if it's more vehicle-oriented and it's a bunch of weaponized vehicles. So getting your squad on, like, a large weaponized truck with a fucking flat cannon on the top of it and driving around, I could see that being very fun. Yeah. I, I would play that. I'd absolutely play a Mad Max-style game like that. I think post-apocalyptic is definitely a way to go. Like, especially, like, making guns from, like, pipes and shit, kind of Fallout mm. style, I'd be into that. That really looks like Player Unknown's Battlegrounds well. It, it really does, does yeah. yeah. Uh, IGN is currently doing a really good job of running. I'm just trying to see if they do anything else. Uh, let's see if they find a vehicle or anything like that at some point in this. Oh, he's on... Oh, he has a minigun, and he's on the back of a truck. Okay, this is neat. I mean, this is already a kind of different spin on the notion, because it's very clearly you got to find a vehicle and fight in vehicles sort of thing, which is very much not the case in Player Unknown. I mean, getting a vehicle and that's useful, but they're not weaponized. Not like this. Right. I can I can see this being interesting and potentially enjoyable. I might reinstall GDA just to try this, actually. This might be up my alley. Every time I get in a vehicle in Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, it's like I've painted a gigantic target on my back. Sometimes, yes. Yes. Yeah, so so that, that's kind of the disadvantage of it. That's fucking half-track. I'd... Oh, God, are there planes in this? I don't know. It's... Yeah, it looks all right, though. Um, this fight is so funny to watch. It's like watching two bad drivers try to be like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, man, there's, no, there's nothing better than watching games journalists fight each other, trust me. like I always go back to the uh, the good old uh, Gamescom like 2011 where we played the Alpha of Smite, and we didn't have any, a bunch of people didn't show up for the appointment, so we ended up in a two versus five, 
and it was me and my cameraman versus five game journalists, and I ended up being like 29 for one. And it's just like, have you never played a Dota style game before? And then they were like, no. no. <laughs> I'm kind of sorry for ruining yeah. this for you. Oh, dear. Yeah, but I'm still enjoying Fortnite Battle Royale. I hope they keep throwing content at it because that's really what they just need to do. Update a lot. More guns, more loot, more items, more cool shit. Just keep doing it. Just keep throwing stuff at us every week. I'd be very happy with that. The duos mode is a lot of fun. I've been playing that with Force. It's been pretty great. Joseph... What have you been Hello. playing this week? What's been? Uh, I believe you've uh, actually had a chance to take a quick shot at several games. You had some first impressions mm -hmm. last night on Twitter. What do you got yep. to say about those? I've been streaming myself playing Hob. Ah, Hob, yes. And Ruiner. I've been playing those three games. I've played Ruiner, yeah. What did you think about Hob? Uh, I watched last week's episode. I know Jesse loves it, so I'm a little nervous because I didn't... Oh, like Jesse's harmless. Don't worry I'm, about it. So, yeah. Uh, I really like the visuals. I really like how the world builds itself around you as you make changes. That's mm. great. The combat and movement is are, are they're like decent. It's it's good. Um, but my issue was with the puzzles and just the state of the game. It felt very glitchy. And maybe I was just unlucky. But there are times where I just I died out of nowhere. Like I was just walking along and I just just died. And I'm just sent back to the checkpoint. Um, water wouldn't spawn in the rivers that you're supposed to fill. So there would just be no water in there at all. Like, and, and I mean that there would be a river and it would just stop. Like 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 a, okay. an invisible wall was just put down right in the middle of the river ha. and there's no right. water there. And you can't swim in it either. It's not there. And you need the water to progress to the next area. So bugs and glitches like that. Um, the puzzles were occasionally see this is where the problem is because i'm new at streaming so i don't know what the problem was with me because i was trying to reach out for the first time really as i'm playing this game but i found it that i was just following things and just hitting lovers and be like oh, i wonder what this does oh it did that okay now i go over there and just interact with the next thing over there and as much as i liked how the world kept assembling around myself um that that wasn't a good thing i, I like to know what i'm supposed to be doing when i'm trying to solve a puzzle and walking around because so, at that point, it doesn't really seem like a puzzle. It seems like you're mm -hmm. just pressing buttons and hoping the right thing happens. Yeah, let's mm -hmm. push a box, climb on it, go up here. Okay, what's over here? It's very, very, it is very 2D Zelda or a mix of 2D and 3D Zelda. And I like that. And I think that's something that I'm surprised more indie developers aren't doing because I think it's it's quite, a lot of people love those games. Um, so I would say that I it's not a bad game, but I only just like it. So yeah. All right, that's fair. Jesse, have you played any more since you did your little video on it? Uh, yeah, I mean, those are fair critiques. There's a lot of bugs in the game. Um, I still think it's awesome. I just think that uh, it's it definitely, the further you progress, the more indie it feels. Right. It's like, ah, mm -hmm. there weren't enough people to actually test all the stuff in this game. So yeah, no, you're, you're, you're right. There's definitely some things we're like, what is that water doing? But I still think it's 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 fun. And I think the puzzles uh, are, are not nearly as complicated as some people make them out to be but like mm -hmm. it, yeah yeah it's valid valid critique mm. thank you might be a wait a little bit and see what they do with a couple of patches then uh, it's already you. gotten one so I'm, right I'm gonna, okay that's if, good if i do a, a video on it which i might i'm not sure i'll play I'll, i always play the games twice so i'll play it again with the patch and see if it fixes it cool. i think it has a lot of potential like it's it, it, it was yeah. okay it, 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 it's as great zelda like game it just uh you know has that like 
not a huge team worked on this. We didn't have a lot of people to go through and check everything vibe, which, you know, that's indie games, unfortunately. Sometimes yeah. it is, yeah. It's cool to see them step out of the comfort zone, though. You know, you can still see... It still looks like a gorgeous game. It is gorgeous. Oh, it, it is, yeah. Incredible. It's definitely good looking, yeah. You can still see a little bit of torchlight in there, especially when people... They just love having people explode when you hit them. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Nice big blow at explosion, a little bit of slowdown. I like it. That really shocked me when I played it first. I was like, oh, it's this cutesy game. There's this cute giraffe. There's this 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 thing. And then I go like, oh, what's this big tentacle? And it splat and I exploded just, in a shower of blood. Like, oh, like, my God. What, 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 where did this come from? You what know? happened? Like, yeah. A little bit of a clash there. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of something that does not shy away from violence, Ruiner. Mm-hmm. I uh, had a lot of fun with that. Uh, Dodgy, you have not played it yet, even though it's kind of your up your alley, I right? Still, I still haven't because it it looks it looks really cool, but it it reminds me for some reason when I watch footage of it, it reminds me of I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the kind of game that I want to play right now, so I just haven't touched it. Okay, fair enough. Well, Joseph, you played a bit of it. I I played a few a few hours and enjoyed my time with it. What do you yeah. reckon? Uh, I finished it last night on stream, actually. I, I, I got through the whole thing. Uh, it's not a long game, uh, which I wasn't expecting long a long game. Take it took me four and a half hours to, to go. That's oh, pretty short. quick. Huh. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty short. Uh, I do think there's a new game plus, though, but I haven't I haven't tried it yet. Right. What really surprised me, and I don't know if this is a spoiler. I, I just said four and a half hours, so I, I doubt it's a spoiler. Is that, you know, you go to the little hub world and yes. you, you go to different places. Uh, yeah. You only pick a, a mission from there about four times and then right. that's it mm-hmm. however some levels continue into other levels which count as different levels after after you're done right uh, so yeah it was it was a bit shorter than i expected and it makes it makes you fight the same boss i think three separate times which huh. is okay because it, it was an okay boss okay uh, the one where you have to use the shield on the big laser um Fu- oh fuck that thing yeah. they ner- they nerfed her in the recent patch apparently she is she was a nightmare uh she was so i got stuck on her for a long time I was able to dodge my way through the laser probably because of the patch. Like just, yes, they, just they did. To try to do it. Yeah. Basically pre-patch that thing instantly locked onto you and dodging barely made mm-hmm. any difference because the tracking speed was so fast that yeah. dodging barely helped you. Yep. Yeah. And that, that must be difficult. It was um, a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I think I was playing after, after the patch version. So it was, it was a little easier than a lot of people were reporting for me. Yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, there's some things that kind of threw me off a little bit. I'm still not sure if this is how it works, but what really messed with me was um, you have you have the Zelda hearts in the top left hand corner, yes, you do, yeah. health, which are which are the, the crosses, and I think those crosses represent a number instead of a fraction of how much health you have. Right. So if you if you get clipped by something and it only does like one damage, the screen will flash like you take damage, but the cross won't go down. So I was like, did I? take damage is there an invincibility frame on this dodge that sort of thing and it took me a little while to adjust to that because i was like i'm dodging this and sometimes it's damage sometimes i don't and i think that that was why yeah uh, yeah yeah it got it took a little things like that took a little getting used to um what do you think about the camera perspective did that mess with you initially because it took that took me about good 20 minutes to really get the hang of especially turning while you're firing yes it was it was a bit wasn't as responsive as I would like to initially, but maybe I like it now. I'm not sure. Uh, you have to be very responsible for where you're aiming, I guess. Like you, you have to always have your right thumb on the right analog stick to make sure that you're you're aiming in the right way. Yeah. And uh, with dodges, with 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 melee strikes, you can really take some bosses down fast if you are good at dodging out, dodging back. That was my favorite part of the game was was all the dodges you could chain together. I really liked that ability. Um, 
but there's some things I never used. I never used any frag grenades. I never used any of the shields, that sort of thing. I just went through it just dodging and hitting, and and it just kept working. So I was like, okay, I'll just keep doing it. But shock, the shock launcher is really fucking good. Shock like, launcher? Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll try that when I, when I play it again. But I was on normal, and... Uh, I always play games on normal the first time because I need to know what the developers want normal to be and then have a reference point for hard. Yes, yeah. And on the main menu screen, the select, it actually says hard. This is what we want you to play. This is, right. this is the developer's intention. So I think that I, I should play it on hard again and see how it goes. But I liked it a lot. Um, I think I still prefer Fury. And it's not the exact same game, but I really like Enter the Gungeon as well. Um, I think I still prefer Fury. Um, it's a little on the short side, but... It's it's not a full price. It's like, I think it's twenty dollars, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, it's I think there's about enough there for twenty dollars. Like okay. in, in terms of a, 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 that's that's my on, on the fly review. There's enough there for twenty dollars. Yeah. So it's yeah, I liked it. Yeah. The music oh, the, was great. Oh, the music soundtrack's super killer, and the visuals in particular. If you don't mind being interrupted fairly consistently by stuff mm -hmm. flashing up on your screen, then you know it's super cyberpunky and awesome. And some people might enjoy being called puppy by someone who looks suspiciously was, like diva that's all i can say that was weird yeah puppy like, yeah puppy okay. you are puppy for some reason i don't know why that is <laughs> and there's like a cat gang in the game for whatever reason i don't know what's Hell up yeah. with that it's one of the first quests you have to go uh you know, get a uh, hack three cats for them for some reason so not hack them to pieces you don't kill them or anything you just uh <laughs> apparently the cats use the surveillance devices and you've got to like oh, hack you, ha you, ha you hack them you hack the cats yeah you don't ah. hack them to pieces no, no. Ah, yeah. you hack. murder a bunch of cats yeah got no, it no <laughs> you don't do that not, not quite not quite uh, yeah i think it's good like it, it may have uh, a lot of these sort of uh, this is not the time to be releasing difficult games because everyone's like but cuphead though so maybe cuphead's yeah. good cuphead's great mm-hmm Oh, you're going to kill me after the stream, aren't you? I remember seeing that at the end of the last stream. Why would all I kill... Three, what? Why would all, we do that? Said, oh, sure are you about to bad. tell me that Cuphead's not difficult? And, and and you're going to kill me after the stream. That's what you said last last, last time. No, Cuphead is very difficult. Cuphead yes. Cuphead is very difficult. Yeah. yeah, the, the, the sort of annoying circle jet that has appeared that it's like, Cuphead's not difficult. It's like, then what is? I, yeah. I want oh these God, people that always to happens, though. That always... Ha like... People love being like, oh, I don't know why everybody talks about Dark Souls when Dark Souls is so easy. <laughs> like that sort of I mean, of, that, that's just people happens, trying to wave a little peener around. Every hard game. Every yeah. hard game. But people are just so. like very. I don't think people even know what difficulty means. And I think that's a very interesting discussion. It's like, what, what defines difficult? Because with Dark Souls in particular, it was like well, when the whole Dark Souls isn't difficult thing started come, creeping in, it's probably as a more counterculture thing to the fact that it, people hammered on about it being difficult too much and like the game's press in particular right. and even right. some of the marketing started being like you're gonna die it's really hard guys and i think it's maybe like, people like were just being movies. contrarian like if somebody if people keep telling you oh my god this is the scariest movie i've ever seen and you build it up so much yeah. and then by the time you go to it you're like i don't know everything like like they pretty much always left open a spot on the screen where the ghost was obviously yeah. going to show up and like, you know, like by the end you're like, I mean, it was, it got me a couple of times. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something along those lines. I mean, but I don't see how you could ever view Cuphead as not difficult. Like, you know, it, it is deliberately designed to be a challenge. Mm -hmm. It doesn't and give you. That you can't really predict either. Like you're, you're gonna, you're gonna die on a. On yeah, a lot there's of a bit of trial and error in it. Like yeah. I think the majority of it, 
Well, certainly early on seems like it's fair to the point where you could see some stuff coming, but there's, you know, definitely later on, as Dodger has experienced, you beaten the devil yet? Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, you done that? You found the magic? Yep. I beat the game single player, and then uh, Jesse invited me to do um, the end of World 3 and the final bosses with him in co-op. I, so. mm -hmm. I will say there's one thing that I think is impossible, and I think you'd agree with me, Dodger, yeah? The... Uh, the second to last boss <laughs> on king dice the the last phase of king dice you have to uh jump slap your way across a bunch of dice but when you slap it like freezes the screen for a microsecond and when two people are slapping oh, no it changes up the rhythm so drastically oh wow you just, you just fall bad. and die yeah and so yeah watching like one person do it or one person doing it it's easy because you just slap mm -hmm. slap Slap, and that's how you two people. It's like slap, freeze, and then right when you're about to get your rhythm, another freeze happens because the other person just slaps, and then you just fall into the to the card you off. Die. Huh. Yeah. It is Interesting. I don't know how that's possible. Right? Like, yeah, same. Unless you were like perfectly timed, where the two of you are so in sync that you slap at the exact same time. I can't figure out how you would do that. Maybe that's what it's designed for. Maybe you have like, to be. That's tough. That's real. That's unnecessarily hard. Like the game mechanic is literally holding you back. Ha. Yeah, that's interesting. Because mm. yeah, I've heard some arguments about well, co-op's the easier way to play, and then a lot of people's like, actually, it's not. You know, because it. I mean, it, it's it's I hard. I think maybe it's like at some points it helps, but at some points it's a hindrance. There's gonna be more Run clutter it. on the screen too, right? And that's I, I yes. would say that would. Be uh, I, I would. I. I mean, I would say for the rest of having gone back and like dicked around on a few things by myself. Um, it doesn't feel any more or less chaotic except okay. for a few boss fights, which the abilities target players one at a time. And so maybe like by moving or, or playing with someone else, you can walk into an ability that's targeting a friend. But other than that, I feel the vast majority of it is pretty balanced. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I totally agree. Yeah, uh, it, I think the, the only thing that is way more difficult to player is the run and guns because the camera can only go as far as the back person. And mm -hmm. if you've made a jump and the other person hasn't made a jump yet and there are enemies coming and you can't see them, the person in front is like hosed. It's really hard to time out that stuff. But in terms of the bosses, I think the bosses feel the same. Like everybody, and maybe again, maybe this is another situation where people were like, oh my God, and this boss, like it was so difficult with two of us. And then when like the other person died, like everything was so easy. And I was like, I don't see it. I don't see it. It felt like all of the bosses like scaled very, very well. And maybe it's because Jesse and I were so in sync, but. Indeed. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have experience. You have piloted a shitty fake Jaeger in the past. So, you know, that's you already have that. You did do that. You did. You did. You were in that. Yeah. I, I remember that. I, I, I obviously not so in sync with Husky anymore. I haven't spoken to him in four years. But you know what? Never mind. <laughs> and it, it broke up the game, Grumps. So I guess it kind of helped them too much. But never mind. Right. That was the yeah, reason, what? guys. Jesse That's why he left. Jaeger pilots. Indeed, oh, all the other Jaegers are dead. We have to raise John Boyega together. Oh, let's do it. You can't. <laughs> he won't sync with you, Jesse. Remember, he uh, he slapped you down the last time he tried to talk to him. I saw I saw a tweet he put out the other day. It was like all these haters online. I was like, oh, do you think he thinks about me? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you fanboy fuck. I don't hate you, John Boyega. I uh, love you. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, we're going to take a break, folks, and hear some wonderful words from our sponsors. I'm sure everyone's going to really love this ad. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my. Our sponsor today is, of course, Squarespace. Squarespace.com slash co-op shop for 10% of your first order and a free trial. As to whether or not we'll have the sponsorship after this ad, I do not know. But we've been pushing the envelope so far, and it's been okay. Let's see if we go over the line this time. We'll be right back after the break, ladies and gents, with the Co-Optional Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Do not. You have... Where's the button? Yes, there's the button. You have no chance. Make your time. We'll be right back. Have you ever found yourself feeling as if you're out of place? Something in the world doesn't feel as it should. Do you think that the people around you are not quite on your level? Are you having difficulty caring about anything whatsoever? What is the source of these feelings? Well, there are a number of possible reasons for this, but the most likely in your case is that you have a very high IQ. Yes, that's right, you may in fact be a genius. The world needs more geniuses and their ideas, but that means your time is also extremely valuable. Will you share your genius with the world? Will you reign upon the adulpated simpletons mana from the heaven of your truly enlightened brain? Of course you will, for you are indeed a generous god. A genius like yourself should not be impeded by fiddly source code. Plebeian languages such as HTML or a complete lack of artistic ability. The solution to all of these is of course Squarespace, but you already knew that, because you're the smartest person on the planet. With Squarespace, you can create a beautiful, attractive, and professional-looking website in just minutes with a huge range of expertly designed templates. Simply choose the template you want and use your brain as the source, allowing your revolutionary ideas to unfold on screen. A mind such as yours should not be impeded by petty model concerns like cost, so we are happy to offer you 10% off your first order and a free trial at squarespace.com cooptional But what could you use your website for? Anything your colossal mind can imagine. Galleries, blogs, stores, events, a literal online temple to nihilism. All of these things are possible in Squarespace, but of course they are. Nothing is impossible for an intellectual such as yourself. Make sure everybody knows your name. Let it be forever etched in the annals of history with a Squarespace domain. Practically limitless options and no hidden fees. There's no need to share something as sophomoric as a... .com when you could pick something truly representative of your shining wisdom like .guru or .dog. Oh my god, they have .dog? Why didn't anybody notify me of this? Buy all of the .dogs at once. To be fair, you have to have a very high IQ to understand this ad. The humor is extremely subtle and without a solid grasp of theoretical physics, most of the jokes will go over the typical viewer's head. There's also Total Biscuit's nihilistic outlook, which is deftly woven into his characterization. His personal philosophy draws heavily from Nerodnia Volia literature, for instance. The fans understand this stuff. They have the intellectual capacity to truly appreciate the depth of these jokes. To realize that they're not just funny, they say something deep about life. As a consequence, people who dislike this ad truly are idiots. Of course, they wouldn't appreciate, for instance, the humor in Total Biscuit's existential catchphrase, squarespace.com slash co-optional, for 10% off your first order and a free trial which itself is a cryptic reference to Turgenev's Russian epic, Fathers and Sons. I'm smirking right now, just imagining one of these adult-pated simpletons scratching their heads in confusion as John Bain's genius wit unfolds upon their computer screens. What fools. How I pity them. Source. 
This entire ad was a stupid meta joke about source. Squarespace, create your own website with no prior experience required. Get 10% off your first order at a free trial over at squarespace.com slash cooptional. Share your genius with the world or hoard it all for yourself and sell it on the internet later. Wubba lubba. So much better. Make your next move with Squarespace. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. The wonderful sounds. God, I've been playing this for weeks now. Christopher Madigan's soundtrack to Cuphead. It just keeps on delivering. There's so many great tracks in there. It's so good. It's yep. so good. <clears throat> it is. It's wonderful. Although those only with a truly high IQ can appreciate <laughs> I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. I am not no, at all not sorry. sorry. Don't apologize. But you're not really sorry. It has been open <laughs> season no for the last few days on Rick and Morty's fanboys, and I am entirely okay with that. I think that is reasonable, considering the situation. Very reasonable. Mm. It's a very measured re response, is what I'd call that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Um, I played A Hat in Time. Good. Y'all want to talk about that? Sure. Uh, yeah. Apparently, it. Some people are beating it in about twelve hours. Um, Seems reasonable enough for what a twenty thirty dollar game, right? Yeah, it's. I think that it's very fun. Um, it definitely has that. I was talking with Jesse about it because I I streamed it right, and in the very first level, you run into one of the other main characters, Mustache Girl. And she's like, follow me, right? And I didn't follow her because I had passed a whole bunch of shit behind me. And I was like, well, wait, I want to backtrack and go look at all this stuff. I didn't realize that the world is like so, like each area you're in is really expansive. Um, but I was like, oh man, but I just, I like passed a bunch of shiny shit back there, right? So I started just going off in a totally different direction and completed what the level asked of me i needed to like get an item right i got the item and it was like cool you completed the level and it did like the old school sort of 3d platformer thing where it was like whoop right taking you back to the hub world right so i go back to the hub world and there were a couple people in my chat who were like you ruined the sequence you didn't follow her you missed all kinds of story stuff you missed the tutorial and i was like that's not my fault. Like, like, a, like it was a crime. Like, yeah, no. yeah. So, you must only uh, play it one way. It was. It was just kind of funny. Like if um, I'm, I'm kind of torn on it because I don't feel like after having played a decent amount past that, I don't feel like I'm lost at all. Like the next time that I interacted with Mustache Girl, I didn't feel like I had missed anything, right? Um, and if I did miss stuff. It is not my fault as the player that the game didn't like lead me in a direction where I had to find that information out, right? <laughs> like that's that's not my fault, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, but... you're right. It, it's look, the game is also designed to just go goof around and have fun. Like that's what it is. Yeah. It's a there's chests all over the place. There's there's shiny shit. There's, oh. you know, whatever else. There, the game gives you reasons to go back into levels and, like, find other stuff that appears there. Um, so you wind up, yeah, you wind up going back and having lots of things to do in every area. Um, 
So yeah, it makes sense that the levels aren't set up in a way that's super linear because that's not the way that they're designed to be. Right? But you don't understand. <laughs> there is only one proper way to do this. And by not doing this, you are ruining our experience as if you are, yeah? Why didn't you follow her when she said to, to follow? I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. Why will you not be ordered around by this collection of pixels? Because I didn't want to. You are a rebel and a traitor to the state. To the state? Yes, and also What's a really terrible state? looking beaver, apparently. <laughs> you state are cosplaying a No, no, stop that. That is the worst. Stop it. You don't like this? No, no, I really don't. I'm actually very <laughs> uncomfortable right now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but the game itself, for the most part, uh, I haven't had very many glitchy problems. There's been, you know, like, I'll knock on a door and the camera assist will like make it so that I can see that there's nothing on the other side of the door, but you still hear a voice on the other side of the door and you're like, all right, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff, but it doesn't affect gameplay at all. Like nothing gameplay wise has um, harmed like my experience of the game. There have been a couple of mechanics that were for one level only that pissed me off so bad that I was delighted when the level was over. Um, but overall the game is, so cute. I think it's really, really cute. You're you're just like a little girl who wears different hats to have different powers and you're on a spaceship and your ship gets busted and you got to go on adventures to lots of different planets to fix your spaceship. That's like, that's the story and it's super cute. <laughs> okay, so you, you say it's cute. Is it is it for children? I've played it. Do you, do you think it's for children? Because there's a I, there is the Halloween area. Yeah, you got that too. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's, so yeah, there's like, a Halloween area where you can you get like a hook shot basically. Um, that's that's like an ability you can swap in as a as a badge. Um, so you have this hook shot. If you hook onto like there are lasso, not lassos, there are nooses all over the place. If you hook onto a noose, it'll be like, ooh, I would love to wrap myself around your little pretty neck. Mm. Jesus <laughs> like, Christ! <laughs> so, yeah, specifically that area, there were lots of things where I was like, uh, there are like, there are little minions that you find all over the level. And if you're in the area with the nooses, there are just dead minions all over the place, like hanging from the nooses. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking morbid. <laughs> There's a part in that level where you go inside. I, I don't know if you got that part where you go into a haunted house and it. Becomes, I haven't been. I haven't been there okay, yet. That becomes this kind of, like it becomes like soma or something. Like seriously, it, like it, it's it's like really abrupt tonal shift. There's like blood on the walls and stuff. Like it's it's like I was like what, and like I don't want to spoil it, but like, I was shocked when I got to that. But I was like, wait, is is this for kids? Like what what am I playing right now? Interesting. Yeah. And that's that's how I feel about the game. There, there, there are parts of it where I was like, okay, I'm not really enjoying this very much. And then there were another parts where I was like, oh my God, this is great. Like there, there are boss battles that are really good, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was surprised that um that the the boss battles sort of changed up mechanics and things mm. too. I thought that that was fun. Does one um, you fight a you fight a toilet? You fight a porta potty. Perfect. Right. <laughs> Some, someone's buying that game right now because I said that. Somebody's like, I'm in. Yeah. Let's do this. I think I, I feel pretty safe in avoiding that one. Uh, <laughs> 3D 
I mean, the whole 3D collectible on platform has never been my scene to begin with. This has not changed my mind. But wasn't it, Jesse, it was you, right, who said that playing Hat in Time made you feel like you were playing an older 3D platformer, but had the modernizations that you wanted? Sounds like something I would have said. <laughs> if not, well, I, I will take credit for it, it anyway. In a more mean way, where it was like, ah, oh, yeah, that new... That new Banjo Kawetsa game f fucked up, but Hat in Time did it right. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely think I would have said that because yeah. that sounds like me. Uh, yeah, no, I like Hat in Time. I think it's a good game. So, uh, yeah, I, I got to I got to make a bird passport for myself. The game mm -hmm. let me draw on my bird passport, and I spent way too long trying to make myself look like a bird. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds about right. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. Soundtrack. Any good? I've been told it's pretty good. Um, Nothing in the soundtrack has stood out to me. I, th I think that it's just like accompanied the areas well. All right. Um, voices are, for the most part, great. Uh, yeah. I was surprised that there was voice acting. I wasn't expecting that. I was just thinking yeah. Banjo Kazooie. There's like a, there's a little part where someone's strumming on a guitar and it sounds just like Banjo Kazooie, the um, the level select or something that's in there. But yeah, nothing, mm -hmm. nothing stood out to me either. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it's cute. So I played Battle Chasers. Oh yeah. Tell me I your feels. Everybody seems to love it. I don't like it. Oh, tell me everything! Oh, specifically, I like everything about it bar the one thing that the game spends most of its time doing, which is the problem. Uh, so that, that game drags. Uh, for, it is a JRPG in every sense of the word, which means a lot of fighting, a lot of turn-based fighting, and also a lot of turn-based fighting against things that have no chance against you whatsoever, but you have to fight them anyway. Yeah. And... Even like you know, in some of the early dungeons, they could take a while. The uh, the second dungeon, which some people will know as like the wolf dungeon, you know, you'll know what I mean by that. That took me about ninety minutes, and I also talked to Sin Victor, who'd played it, and then Jesse apparently seems to agree. Yeah, that's about how long it takes. Long um, dungeon. Yeah, uh, and it was a little too long for my taste, and. I was uh, playing that dungeon, and this people are going to be like, well, this is why this happened. But I was playing this dungeon on the harder difficulty. You get a choice of two difficulties. If you beat it on the harder, you get a heroic chest, and then you unlock a legendary difficulty if you want to, if you have the patience to play it again for even better stuff. And I played it on the harder one because I'd played the first dungeon on normal, and it was a complete walkover, and a lot of the side quest stuff had been a walkover. I, like, I didn't have anyone die in the first seven, eight hours of play. So I was like, right. all right, I want to... I want to be challenged because this combat system is really good and it's got a lot of very interesting interactions in it. The skills that interact with other skills, things that just work very, very well together and are interesting choices to make. The problem That's is they only become interesting choices to make if the stuff that you're fighting is to kind of justifies you doing clever stuff to beat it. So if you look at a game like, say, Darkest Dungeon, you're often going to be trying to play it as optimally as possible because you are dealing with an extremely limited set of resources in that game and any fight can get you killed. In Battle Chasers, certainly within the first seven, eight hours in the game, I found that you would have to be, you would have to screw up very, very, very seriously to actually be in any sort of trouble. 
the dungeons are the strongest part of the game because your mana and your health are limited resources and you can you know you can take potions into a dungeon but obviously those are also limited resources so if you overdo it if you spend your resources in the wrong way if you spam too many pointless abilities you could be in some serious trouble there you know if you take too much damage you're gonna end up running out of resources and there's a little overcharge mechanic that kind of compensates for that making sure that you can never truly completely run out of mana but you still want to watch that the problem is that even on hard, like, I wasn't finding that to be much of a problem. And all of the other fights are like, well, there's no point in me doing the clever stuff because I'm just hammering spacebar is fine enough as it is. Like, it's very easy to get multiple buffs that will heal you at the end of the fight, heal you at the start of a fight, passively heal you under certain circumstances. So I was finding, I was coming out of fights with more HP than I went in with, and I had just been hammering basic attack to do it. And I was bored. I, I was really honestly bored. And... Mm. It would hardly be the only JRPG to be guilty of this, but a lot of JRPGs since then have figured out, you know, we realize these fights can be not very challenging. So we're going to do something, either allow you to skip them, or we're going to have uh, like a persona, we're going to have an auto attack mode, which is much faster right. uh, on stuff that you know really isn't going to be much of a challenge. In this game, the only thing they have to compensate for it is a at very, very low levels, if there's a massive level disparity between you and the enemy, you're allowed to just walk past the monster on the overworld. But that level disparity is going to be pretty big. Like, uh, I was forced to fight stuff three levels lower than me. The dungeon, even on hard, was throwing monsters three levels lower at me, and I hadn't done anything special up to that point. I just followed the, the, the main quest and done, like, one or two side quests at most. And I was breezing it. And that was the real problem with it. Like, ah, I want... I want this game to be more challenging and I want it to be better paced so I'm not stuck in a dungeon for 90 minutes knowing I'm going to beat the thing. Where did but you stop? I stopped after beating the hard version of the wolf dungeon, basically. So, all right. So, un I would... I know you won't because you well, didn't I, have I fun. Probably won't. I, you know, I think if, if I'm not having fun seven hours into a game, I probably don't want to go any further than that. But by all means, course. you know, for the benefit of those who have more tolerance, feel free. But challenge-wise... Immediately after that, they're located nearby because in that area and a few other places, you probably discovered flint. Like you're finding yes. flint left and right. Yep. There's a cave nearby where if you use the flint, you unlock a fight with a giant fire elemental. That dude scorches you. So the entire time you're on fire and it stacks. So he does more and more and more and more damage. So unless you're debuffing the entire time, he will like... Is that like an optional boss fight? Yes. Um, then... Uh, there nearby is, uh, the next dungeon is, well, first off back in town, there are clear the sewer missions and in, yeah, the, second, those. in the second clear the sewer mission, you clear slimes. And the very last boss is a giant like poop slime. Um, it's lore reasons. Don't ask why, but that Lovely. thing, like <laughs> that thing will fuck you up too. It was a level 12 quest. I, uh, went in there and it was just for some reason, unnaturally difficult. Um, well, and what level were you when you hit it? I mean, because level 12... Because if, if, I, if I went back to town and did that now, my guys are level 9 or 10, so I'd definitely be under level for that. Yeah, um, I, I honestly don't remember, but I, I think I was like 11 at the time. Um, and then when you go to Junkertown, which is the next big dungeon, um, in that area, you're right, there are some enemies that are like cakewalks you're like why are you even here you know yeah. but there are now enemies especially on heroic difficulty and anyone in chat who watched me play like i raged there are these <laughs> robots who uh their normal attacks do like 
half your life. And then he does a, he does a, a random like gun spray that sunders all of your characters. So if you can't clear that sunder off before he does his normal attack, you're insta-killed. Right. And so, and because they give you Nolan at that point, they give you another character at that point, you now, my assumption was like, oh, I want to use Nolan to do this. Nolan can't help you. You have to mm -hmm. use Bredo because like literally you like, it was crazy. I died. I had to leave the dungeon three, four times. Like I got wrecked. Right. Um, and it wasn't until I beat the dungeon and then I went back on my own and like grinded it out again that I realized that uh, the new character you get at the end of the dungeon is really good in there. And so those guys are like super good XP. But yeah, like the difficulty ramps up real fast. So um, yeah, if difficulty is is something that you are like, this didn't have a lot of that, it happens very quickly. And you're yeah. like, Oh no! Fuck this! Like it the, might be um, <laughs> basically, it seems like it's kind of all over the place. And the devs actually responded to me yesterday, saying that that's exactly what they think has happened. That the dev, the uh, the difficulty is all over the place. It doesn't curve properly, so they're actually patching it either to it's it's in the next couple of days, which was really unfortunate fucking timing because I'd have held the video, but I've got treatment this week, so it's like I have to do it yesterday, or it's never getting done. Uh, so I think uh, they're doing a thing which is going to sort the curve out, and I think that's probably going to help. But the issue being that, you know, if you've gone through a game, you spent seven hours in it, and it's kind of a joke in terms of difficulty, it's like, how long do you keep going until you're like, I'm not having fun here? Do I have to keep slogging away? Will it eventually get fun? I'd rather it be fun from the beginning. They were just like, it was a big several hour chunk, especially with that long ass dungeon where I'm like, huh, you know, this is like, I just want to be done with this damn thing. I know I'm not going to lose even on hard difficulty, but I'm just slogging through the fights. Uh, mm -hmm. It would, to me, I think it would be helpful if you had access to legendary right from the beginning. And uh, just like uh, the fact that you have to go into a dungeon twice to uh, get the legendary chest, I think is a little annoying, especially bearing in mind that, as you said, that's a 90 minute dungeon and that's going to take even longer on leg legendary difficulty in theory. And it seems like the levels were all off as well. So well, the, the game's maybe, maybe it gets to, better. The game's designed so you go back multiple times. Like, I think that's the point. You're supposed well, to go I mean, I hate that idea in the first place. Like, I don't really yeah. want to go back to the same dungeon multiple times. So well, the dungeon's randomized. So every time you go in them, the order of the rooms is different and the shape of the dungeon is different. Um, is it still the same but, kind of enemies in there, though? Um, I mean, yes and no. Uh, actually, so I went back into to Junkertown, and the first time, there were a lot of mimics for some damn reason. And the second time I went in, I had a lot of a new type of cannon tank that I'd never seen before. Right. And so I guess maybe there's a set list of enemies that appear, and then there's a few randos that show up. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I had no mimics the second time I went in, and then dungeon was different. But what I did realize is that one, like you're supposed to do multiple. Like it's definitely obvious because one run through. Yeah. I um, when I left, I had because there's like little lore tidbits you can pick up. Yes. And each one of those, once you complete all four, or all three, or all five of them, you get a bonus of some sort. Yes. And so I uh, my first run through, I completed two of the story bits, and then one was like three or four, and I was like, well, I guess I'll pick it up when I go back through my second run through. Second run through, I go through. Not only do I find that one, but I discovered an entire other story list. So now there's an entire other bit of lore then that I didn't even chase find that, yeah. on my first run through. So you're definitely supposed to go back and do it multiple times is, is I think, the point. Um, but again, if that's not your jam, then you'll be like, well, I'm bored. So I get yeah. it. 
and it's not my jam. Like, and I freely admit that it's going to be a lot of other people's jam. And yep. that, that's why I went really in depth in the video on the combat system, and just I was very keen to point out: look, this is this combat system is really good. Like, it's got some really cool ideas in it. I love overcharge in particular. I love yep. being able to use overcharge either as bonus mana or to power up certain abilities to make them super super good. The equipment system is great. I'm a sucker for procs on weapons. I fucking love it. And since the crafting system is really well fleshed out, although I must say they were very stingy with the amount of crafting stations, they taught me how to enchant, and then through the entire dungeon, there was not a single fucking enchanting station in the dungeon. And there's no crafting stations outside of dungeons, with the exception of the alchemy one. So I'm like, I just learned how to enchant. I want to enchant something, and I can't do it. Because you didn't, the game didn't deign to randomly generate me a fucking crafting station to Did do you it. Die? No. Death in that game is like old school Final Fantasy Eleven levels of punishment, where when you die, it takes away a percentage of your gold. Ooh, that's what? Stinks. no. Yeah, and I I died three or four times in that junk town level and was just like. Cool. <laughs> do you know I if raged. Do you know I if they raged. ever put so craft? Bad. Like, do you know if they ever put crafting stations with the exception of the uh, alchemy table in harm in harm's way town or is it all you've got to be in the dungeons to do it well i don't know because they up the, you can upgrade the buildings and yes, when you, you upgrade can. the buildings yeah. you get access to new recipes and new things yes and so i've done that yeah it's i don't know because it feels very much like uh diablo where you're upgrading all the different like workers yeah you're upgrading um, the vendors to, to you know and you get access to like uncommons and new recipes and everything like that I'm very like curious if eventually you does, do. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because there's all those little quests. And, and um, there's one part where I'm level 14, 15 right now. And uh, I still can't get the uh, wolf lady to be like, yeah, I'll train you. I don't know what she was trying to train me in. So um, unless that's the uh, unless that's the uh, additional ability thing. Where, like, yeah. When you hit 10, you get access to your second level. Of, of uh super ability of burst yeah yeah your burst ability but uh i guess yeah it gives you the what's weird is it gives you the option to keep training but like unless you unlock it i guess you can't i don't know yeah I don't so know. so chat is, who've played it a bit more apparently is claiming if you get a building to level three which by the way is quite pricey um then you get access to a crafting station at that building uh, in order to do that, um, because I upgraded the smithy to level two, that was thousand gold. That's five thousand for three, five thousand yeah. for level three. Relative, that's quite a lot of gold, especially bearing in mind, of course, if you start dying, you lose it. Like everything else about that game, with the exception of a couple of things, like just which are minor complaints, like the the map doesn't show you where you are on it. Like a you are here would be very nice on that map. Oh, when you go to the big world map. Yeah, uh, yeah. and secondly. The overworld, like, the aesthetic of the game and the art style is awesome, but the overworld seems really damn out of place. Um, so, like, it, the art style isn't the same as the rest of the game. So, I mean, I'm not familiar with the comic books. Did they use that art style at all in the comic books? Is that something I'm missing? Or it just looked I like wanna, it wasn't supposed to be there? I want to, like... I, well, first off, no, it's not in the comics. But I want to say that having played this at E3 two years ago i feel like what happened was the game was originally just the dungeon parts and then they felt like they had to expand it to give you an open like the, the overworld map because the overall map kind of almost feels like an afterthought it does and yeah. and i feel like 
a lot of people when they played the dungeon parts at um e3 and then at all the other events were like fuck yeah this is great i can't wait to play the rest and they were like it's Cuphead oh. all over again. It is Cuphead. It feels like that Cuphead vibe where they <laughs> yeah. have a really cool visual style and like a really cool thing. And then people are like, can't wait to see what, what else you got. And they were, they're like, oh, shit, we need to come up with some more. <laughs> oh, shit, we need other things. Like, yeah. I feel like that might be it, but I could totally be wrong. But I, it definitely has that feel where it's like, I get that it's there and it's you moving from place to place. and But, you know, there's treasure chests. and Like a lot of stuff is like, yeah, it's back in the world map. But it's very just like you're walking along the path and you're playing the board game of this game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. And it doesn't look like the rest of it. Yeah, like it, it does look feel like an afterthought. I, outside of that, like I think you know, there's a core of a really good game in there. If I had the patience to find it, but uh, people in chat are saying, uh, for one, they're massively nerfing the cost of that level three upgrade. Apparently, to two K, because evidently cool. they thought it was mm. too expensive as well. So it's, it seems like you know maybe I come back in a week and see what they've done with the pacing of it. But right now, as of you know. The game's been out for like a week and a bit. If I had done what other people had done and reviewed it on launch, I would have had the exact same complaints. So it's if you have tolerance for that and if you have time to spare, there's a lot of good stuff going on in that game. Also, and some uh, nice all the twists on are done by the team that did Castlevania. So Indeed. the Castlevania Animu. Yeah, so it's some good cool. stuff there. Cool. I love the art style. The aesthetic's great. Uh, the animation quality is very good. Really nice uh, hit sounds. So it sounds like you really clobbered a dude. The sound design of the game is great. I love the music. Like, really good, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's like I said, it's just, it's too much. There's too much old JRPG grind in there for me to enjoy it in its current state. Uh, but if, if not, you are the kind of person that can tolerate that, not enjoy it. yes, yeah, you, I, I can't get over that. There are some games that let me get over that, like Persona. This is not one of them. But if you are into that kind of thing or you can tolerate it, Battle Chasers is a pretty damn good game. It is fun. Yeah, but I did not like it, which was, you know, I was not happy that I did not like it. I wanted to. If there um, were fewer enemies and more encounters were more complicated, would you have liked it more? Yes. Is, is that the main part? I yeah, would have liked much. it less. Hmm. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Interesting difference. Yeah. The um, I think you're limited to only three enemies on the screen, but and then there can be waves of enemies. Right. Like if you can, in a dungeon, you can pull multiple uh, there's a little icon that appears if enemies are next to each other, which is a little link, which indicates that they're all going to fight you. But if there's more than three, that means there's going to be another wave of them afterwards. Uh, you can do certain things with that. You can screw with it. You can even, uh, which I found to be particularly cool, there's a uh, dungeon ability for each character. One of them's like ground slam. And if you time it right, it's kind of like in Persona where if you ambush somebody, you could slam the ground and then immediately go into the fight and the enemies will be stunned for one turn. There's another yeah, one uh, where you can... Uh, at level 10, for cool. example, Calibretto gets a gun where you can fire and then they're on fire. It's pretty neat, um, yeah. There's there's one ability where Nolan can like reveal hidden enemies on the map. Um, and then all those abilities also act as... So for example, Gully's ground pound also reveals hidden shit on the map. So you don't want to always use that to stun enemies because that's how you get access to hidden treasures. Yes, yeah. Um, you have a limited but, number of use before you go back to rest and get them back. So yeah. you got to be careful with but, it. But speaking of waves, what I think is really cool is the other day I was playing and this guy, it was like a bandit. Um, it was a bandit and then like a bigger enemy. I was focusing on the bigger enemy and the bandit's like, yo, I'm out. And he ran away. And the ability he used was like, like blow the horn or something like that. And all of a sudden there was another like wave added on to the fight and he came back with two more bandits i can just uh, imagine it he goes away gets a trumpet out it's john cena 
And, and there you go. John invisible Cena shows up, but he's invisible. Because he's invisible, he of course. Yeah, he's in stuff. Can't oh, see him. So, absolutely. you know, and then he will get wrecked. It's just how it goes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so, you know, there's there's the caveat for Battle Chasers. Like, how, how tolerant are you of JRPG grindy bullshit? If you are tolerant of that, or if this patch really hits it on the head, great. Pretty damn cool game. If not, maybe give it a pass. You know, that's the state that I was in. I'm giving it a pass at this point. Maybe come back later. Um, I played the uh, the second chapter of Batman Enemy Within. Okay. How was and it? This I think that this second game is, like, so much better in every way. Like, I enjoyed the first one, but it felt kind of samey, you know, with all of the other Telltale games. That, that is um, a common problem. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the the changes that they made to, you know, the Batman lore and that they took a lot of liberties with it. I think that there's so many iterations of Batman that I appreciated that they were just like, fuck it, let's go off the rails, right? Um, this second one, I think, has been like a vast improvement in terms of how the game plays. It's much more straightforward. And like I was saying last time when I talked about the first chapter, you can actually die. You can actually like fuck up a QTE and die. And whereas, yes. Uh, in the first one, they were like, you hit the wrong button. That's okay, buddy. You still got a couple seconds. And you'd be like, oh, that wasn't Q. Oh, all right, I'm good. <laughs> like it, it just, there was no, um, there's no tension there. Um, this newest chapter is really, really cool because the entire chapter focuses on like forcing Batman slash Bruce Wayne, depending on the scene, into situations where he has to do like morally like potentially depending on what you choose like morally kind of fucked up shit okay um and i really appreciated that because you know batman is all about like i have my code and this is how i do things and like fuck everybody else like people don't die blah 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 right and uh it's it's been really interesting having sort of more of an infiltration storyline and having to to play a role of like, no, I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm a, I'm a bad person <laughs> being uh, given all of these choices back to back where you're just like, fuck, I don't know which one is the right thing to do. Right. Um, it's, it's cool. I really liked this most recent chapter. It was about the same length as all of the other ones. It was like a couple hours, but um, I thought that this was out of, out of both games. I thought this was the strongest chapter that they've had so far. So good, cool. Yeah, I haven't touched Telltale game in a long time, just because I felt I like they you. were all the same damn thing. <laughs> it would have to be a IP that I was extremely interested in. Like I would, I would Warhammer Forty K Telltale. <laughs> you know, it's weird that you bring that up because uh, one, I was about to mention another sponsor on a show where we're sponsored by something else. Like that might not go down any well. But let's just say, <laughs> let's just say. I acquired an audiobook of Eisenhorn, which is the sure. consistently recommended as like the best 40k book. I, I've read all of them, but I wanted to listen to them again. And they actually tried to make a game of that that was in mm. some ways a bit telltale, in other ways a kind of really bad third-person Arkham-style combat thing. It was bad at everything, unfortunately. <laughs> but if they were, you know, if Telltale were to make a 40k game like that, which was mostly sort of inquisitorial uh, investigation, 
as opposed right. to combat. You know, the 40k universe, despite a lot of people pursue, you know, viewing it as, it's all fighty-fighty. There's a lot of fighty-fighty. But there is still some really cool plot and intrigue in that universe as well. I would probably play that. But then again, I also thought I'd be really into the Game of Thrones one, and I ended up not being. So maybe that one was garbage across the board. God, I mean, maybe I'm just like Game yeah. of Thrones or not. Yeah. If you uh, like Game of Thrones, it's even more garbage. You're like, this huh. is terrible. Yeah. Not, not my Thrones. <laughs> Are they still using the same engine as they did in the Walking Dead one? That's the only one I've played of theirs. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah still. They've wow. not changed engines yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, that head shakes accurate. That's what you should be doing. Indeed. Well, yeah, so that's that. Uh, okay, who's got something else to throw into the ring? What you got? Has anyone actually, well, I guess, has anyone had a chance? I didn't, I installed it last night. I haven't played it. Uh, anyone played any Shadow of War as of yet? I've no. just watched people play it. Yeah, I'm going to, it's sitting on my desktop. I'm going to play right. it when we're yeah. done. But like, I haven't uh, had a chance, but I've watched people play it and. <clears throat> I I am going to wait and see, but some of the voice acting choices are like... Is this you for don't the, like them? Is this for the goof? No, some <laughs> of them are like... like not. I'm not okay with it. Because, not good? No, it's probably... Like, acting-wise, great. Voice-wise, like... Why? Why? I, I don't know. The um, lines my my favorite orcs are the ones that sound like my next-door neighbor... <laughs> like every now and then, like you know how there are situations where there's two different orcs that have names and get like a line and all that. There will be one that sounds really gruff and super orcish, and then the next one will be like, "Yes, and we will destroy the kingdom of man. <laughs> we, the orcs." Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> We're on the like, oi, oi, oi. I, I still, I yeah. still love it though. Like, like so for like for example, um, Kumalan Johnny's character is this. You know, it's just his voice as an orc, but the lines of dialogue they give him are like, I'll rip your flesh. Flesh ripping's so weird. Don't you think? Like, why would I? It's like, what is happening right now? Are you for the goof? Is this game for the goofs? So some ex I mean, the orcs have always been to some extent for the goofs, but I, I don't but know like, to what level you really want to push that in a game like this. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a line where it's like, you've gone too far. And I feel like they made a character for the funny goof and the character like annoys me <laughs> i hate it he's like he i thought rat bag was like that a lot in the first but one Ratbag was a goofy character but he was still in world goofy this character is like i'm going to comment on my own shit because i know you the player will think it's funny rather than like it making sense for the world and that drives me yeah. crazy i just want it to be like at least pretend like we're going to try with a lore. I know you've made another ring and like you're off the rails completely, but like pretend for me that I can still think this is like something happening off on the side while Aragorn's like doing his shit. Like, give me that. They, like, they me, apparently that like lore wise, they have just fucking oh, yeah, thrown like, fuck everything it, out of the window. They don't give a fuck. And uh, like, if you're really into Tolkien's lore, I. <laughs> I'm okay with whenever something does this and it's like, I, I don't care. I'm not viewing this as canonical. I don't actually well, give a is, shit. Is it canon? Have they said? No, that absolutely not. Okay. No. That's fine then. It's, uh, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't give a shit. And even if they did say it was, I also don't give a shit. Because they're probably not referencing it in anything else other than video games. It's like, it's not going to become a movie or anything. So, like, who, who gives a damn at that point? Like it just, 
like, like here's a great example. So one of the you fight this guy, and uh, one of the fights is he's like, oh, I'm gonna have your head. Pause. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it once I get it, but I'm gonna do something <laughs> with it. It's like, I did. I'd get a giggle out of that. Like I get it. I get the goof, but it's like it pains me to get the goof. I'm like, you're so. Why are we goofing? Why we got a goof? I don't know. It's just a personal thing, I guess. Like I think it's a fine voice. I think it's he'd be fine as like the new rat bag, but they're just like we're gonna make it extra like world breaking mm. goofy, which pisses me off. I don't know why. I get so yeah. mad about it. I'm like, why? Yeah. As much as you know, the game is surrounded by pretty horrendous bullshit and everything. Uh, sorry, Dodger, if you're attempting to talk, you've been muted for God yeah, knows I how just long. Noticed that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, say say the thing you were gonna say. Because I feel like I, I interrupted you, even though I really did There are multiple tiers of orcs, and some of them are really fucking stupid, and some of them are smart. I understand that, but this is like, he's smart, but has no confidence orc, and then like, <laughs> has to, you know, it's like the comedian orc, which I find, like, what? <laughs> Whatever, I don't, that's all I'm saying. I've it's heard there are several bard orcs, like, there are, mm. there are orcs that play instruments and stuff like that, which... Mm. I don't know, it, it, despite all the bullshit, it's hard not to at least get a bit excited because, like, with the previous game, I had so many cool stories of how the Nemesis system created a unique scenario for me. I'm just hoping, but I don't know, after reading that Rock, Paper, Shotgun article about how best to exploit Shadow Walls, it's almost like, again, in order for the Nemesis system to actually play out at its best, you have to deliberately fuck up, which doesn't seem right. I'm hoping they've done something about that. Or you let them run. Or you like beat them down, and then when they're about to surrender, you let them run away, and then they power up, and you can fight them again. Yeah, but mm. why would you do that? Like, because that's how, because that's how you cheat the system. Yeah, but that it shouldn't that's be like that though. Like, uh, I don't. It, 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 it was when um, you know we 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 talked about this on the episode with Angry Centaur Game, where he pointed out in the first one that he was basically had been told by the publisher that he had basically reviewed it wrong because he hadn't used the Nemesis system correctly. And he's like, well, I never had any of this stuff because instead of, you know, dying like you asked me to do, I just killed shit. But apparently they've they've done some things with it, like apparently you get better loot if they survive later on. And yeah. and if like if the overall goal is to create powerful orcs, which you can then take control of and then use to depose other people, I guess I see the point of that. I just want to make sure. And in the first one, it was weird because it took so long to get the dominate ability that like by the time you got there, it was like, oh, so I should have kind of not been murdering these guys then, because maybe I would have got these guys. I don't know. Hopefully, I assume they let you do this right from the start this time, instead of one getting of the, it 14 hours into the game. Yeah, one of the big features is taking over the forts. That shit's mm -hmm. cool as hell. When you make your army of orcs, you have all your little lieutenants, and you can pick ones and then give them based on what their stats are. As, like The more powerful they get, the more different units they get. Yeah. And so you can have one guy who's like war griders, and one guy who's like the siege gull, like like it's it's fucking awesome and then it's when you hard, it's the hard battle, not to get all your orcs behind you like yeah and it's cool as shit it's great i love that stuff and then you lead a battle against this fort and you fight versus the enemy and you take points and like that shit's awesome especially for a single player game that's really cool oh yeah. i want to see how how durable that system is how long can i use that system without getting bored because a lot of these open world games do rely on this very repeatable gameplay loop and is you know is there enough depth to the fort attack and defense system to keep people interested i don't know i guess i'll find out when i play it yeah uh i'm hoping against hope this one actually has a final boss 
Trollolol. I don't know what's going on with that. Like this, that was, was, he, was that was an incredible ending to a game. There was really no. There was like the final boss, and it's there was a no boss quick fight. time event, and it isn't even a boss like, at all. What? Yeah, there yeah was a, I don't even know what's going on with the supposed true ending because there's a couple of. There was people, you know, Polygon, of course, talking about the true ending GameSpot, and then there was, like, another article that said, well, the true ending doesn't matter. And then there was an article saying there isn't a true ending. I'm like, what? But then that entire site was plastered with hmm. pre-order Shadow of War stuff and everything. I'm like, eh, okay. That's yeah. like, this sounds like this sounds like a bit of shilling going on, and I know the depths that Warner Brother Games will go to recruit influencers to do shilling bullshit and keep them under NDA with it. So I don't know who to trust on this. I'm just going to play it and see what happens. A lot of conflicting information. That's There's a good. huge amount of it. No, yeah. That's not good at all. Which is what happens when you massively restrict who gets review copies for your game because you're terrified of anyone who would be remotely critical of it. Oh, dear. Okay. Anyone else got another game they'd like to throw into the ring? Hmm. Uh, I don't think what else I've played, but I think that might be it. Talk a little bit about Road Redemption, I guess. Sure. I, that was, um, that went into early access years ago. And people like, it's going to be the new Road Rash. Like, I loved Road Rash. That was a great game. And then it was kind of pants. Someone was like, okay, wrote it off. You know, we've been burned before. Carmageddon. The new, whatever the new Carmageddon was, or whatever, reincarnated, or whatever the fuck it was called, was a bit of a mess. And like, eh, this could have been good, but you fucked it up. But then it came out of early access, like, last week or the week before. It was pretty good. It's mm. it's a really good motorcycle combat game, and it's quite funny. that With the writing, they just went all-out Carmageddon-style, swearing their heads off. Mostly Aussies, that helps it out a lot. You know? Yeah. So if, if you want the main boss... You know, calling you every insult in the book. It'll do that. And it's also a game where they have specifically put a system in it where you can knock off someone's uh, motorcycle helmet with like a club or a spade or a stick, then get out a sword and chop their head off. And you get double points. It's kind of wonderful. This game doesn't give a damn about driving physics. It's very arcadey. You can get fucking jump jets for your goddamn bike, for God's sake. But the way that they've done it is they have a campaign which is semi-randomized. And thankfully, as you go through, you get sort of like permanent upgrades. So they kind of went the roguelite style of doing things. And those upgrades include the ability to skip the first few levels. So if you get bored and it's not, it's like, oh, I don't want to see the goddamn desert again, you could skip it. So that's pretty cool. And the game is designed clearly around multiple playthroughs because it has a huge number of ridiculous unlockable characters, shovel knights in there. I'm pretty sure I saw Isaac in there, maybe, and a bunch of others. Santa Claus is available as a playable character. Uh, Satan. There's there's some good shit in there. Satan. And Satan. Okay. Yeah, Satan is a playable character. And interestingly of enough, each of these characters has different things they can do, and it change the play style of the game. So some of them are like, you can't do this at all, or you have infinite this, and et cetera, et cetera. And it's just a really fun, violent, arcade racer where they toss different objectives at you all the time. It's not just about winning races. A lot of the times, like, kill seven marked targets or, you know, defend your allies or get a certain amount of money, kill a boss, all that sort of thing. And sometimes they have these random modifiers where uh, one of them was, you're hallucinating. Trucks are falling from the sky. 
And that is literally what is happening. The game is throwing trucks at you as you race through. It's a it's a stupid, stupid, fun, silly game, is what it is. It is. It is really, really neat, and it only gets more ridiculous the further on the game. You get a goddamn grappling hook and do bullshit with that. Throw people off their bikes. Jump jet over massive obstacles. It's one of those few games where if you go off the track, you often don't just instantly die. Like, it gives you a chance to get back on it or whatever. So, you you know, the levels are actually a lot larger than they initially appear. Uh, so, it's a pretty cool stuff you can do with that. It's just, if you liked Road Rash, which I did a lot, and you wanted a silly arcade motorbike game that involves a lot of violence and being able to shoot people or decapitate them, there's not a huge market for that or many games within that genre. This game is not only in that genre, but it's also quite good at it, too. So... There you go. There's a little bit of a recommendation. If you see that one on the cheap, you'll get a quite a lot of entertainment out of that. Only problem I had with it was the multiplayer mode's a bit throwaway. They've got like one multiplayer mode, which is sort of like a team battle mode. There's no custom lobbies or anything. Like it's clear they just kind of put that in as an afterthought. It would be hopefully they expand that out a little bit more. Otherwise, though, pretty damn fun game, in my opinion. I liked it. It's one of those good, good early access success stories. We don't get enough of those. It's true. We really don't. So nice to see that. That was pretty cool. I think I was saying on stream last night that I would have loved to see something like this in Ruiner as a mini game because you go on a motorbike on Ruiner. Between yeah, you models. do. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, yeah. I thought that would be cool. Like a cyberpunk version of that. A little, little more serious, maybe. Yeah. yeah. That'd, that'd be neat. I'd be really happy with that. That'd be great. And otherwise, I've just been continuing with XCOM. I did the first fight against the Chosen, beat one of the Chosen, got the Chosen's weapons. And the guy who has the Chosen's weapons is a absolute beast now. Oh, One of these days, the he's going to get crit and killed. You know he will. But <laughs> right now, I just run him into the middle of a group, and he's got a bunch of abilities. So anyone that tries to attack him, Bladestorm. Anyone that tries to move away, Bladestorm. Anyone that successfully hits, Bladestorm, and then gets melted by Hellweave that he's wearing underneath his armor. It's just like the combination of bullshit that you can throw at the game. That's that's the what I really like about XCOM. XCOM bullshits you all the time, but it gives you the opportunity to bullshit back. Like, everything is overpowered in that game, and I love that feeling. Yeah, it's... Sam Sam got to a point where everybody had died except for one character, and this one character was just, like, a wrecking machine. And he was <laughs> like, well, I'm just going to take them into a mission by themselves, I guess. Let's just see how this goes. And the character lasted, like, a Pretty little long too time. long. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. There are definitely times when, especially considering later on in the game, as you get higher level, you can put them in the training center and they semi-randomize this third available ability. Sometimes there are some just silly combinations. Like if you get Bladestorm on a Templar, who's already a ridiculous, like psychic melee dual wheel warrior, it's just like this guy is blocking shots. He's running and deflecting bullets back at people. Anyone who gets anywhere near him gets chopped into fine kibbles. It's Pretty crazy. So uh, seeing quite a few people going back and playing another session of Long War after they've beaten this because they just felt like they wanted a bit more of a slower-paced, more advanced version that was maybe a little bit more tactical, where War of the Chosen is the very bombastic, crazy version. Mm. I think um, this one in particular, yeah, Long War is a bit more of a patient, slow burner. But okay, I can never get into XCOM. Would you recommend trying that then? Because that sounds a little more exciting. Um... I mean, I would always, if you know in XCOM 2, I don't know if War of the Chosen is changing that idea, or, or are you referring to Long War there? I only played the first one, and it, oh. was, it, it was 
it was all right, but I just, I just, it never grabbed me. I was more interested in the base building part between the missions when you could upgrade that. That's okay, so you might like, but XCOM 2's got some interesting ideas on that. War of the Chosen and the Long War mod have two different ways of doing it. War of the Chosen, not only do you, you've got your base building, but your base flies now. So it goes all over the world and you've got a I bit see. of base building in there, but you also have building up resistance contacts. And as you increase your faction influence with these three different factions on the map, they offer you new orders that you can issue every month that combine together. So it's kind of a more meta aspect. You can send agents out on missions that are you don't participate in that mm -hmm. can have different results and rewards. You can build up your forces with bonds now. So you can uh, someone can get a partner who they kind of bond with and get better. And oh. there's aspects of that to it. So I think there's a bit more in XCOM 2 in that regard. Okay. It, it, still compared to the really old games where they were a bit more emphasize on base building because base could be attacked and stuff there's not a lot of that but i say war of, the, war of the chosens it's so packed with content like it's like the oldest school expansion you can think of when expansion was like a whole different game like and war of the chosen is basically that there's so much new stuff in it it's bonkers you're always being confronted with cool choices cool. i like that okay maybe i'll give it a try yeah give it a shot it's the worst that could happen 80 bucks down the drain it's the worst that could happen but hey <laughs> Plus photo booth, propaganda photos. The game has an in-game propaganda photo booth. It's the best, and I'll never get tired of it. Oh, dear. Okay, since we're about wrapped up on games, folks, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, the news of the week, and we've been picking through the uh, pile of detritus that uh, constitutes the release list. We found a couple of things that look quite interesting, though, so we're going to point those out to you in the release section of the show. You'll be watching the Co-Optional podcast, hopefully, after this break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional podcast. We will never stop playing the Cuphead soundtrack. Just letting <laughs> you know. Okay, we've got releases coming up. We've been digging through the pile for that one, but it's been a fairly light news week, all things considered. I think... There's been a lot of loot box controversy, but we pretty much covered that at the start of the show. So I don't think there's really a lot we can bring to the table on that. So we're going to have something of a open news segment. So if you have something you want to bring to the table, whether it be a topic or some people like news, this is an invitation to the host, not to the people in the chat. Although feel free to suggest something anyway. Maybe we might have a look at that. But the there is a little piece of news that I'd like to cover, which is... StarCraft 2's arcade upgrade. This has been asked for for like since StarCraft 2 came out. So for those who don't know, StarCraft 2 has a fairly extensive list of mods which are officially in the game and it's custom games in what they call the arcade. So, you know, back with uh, Brood War, you had what was called UMS, Use Map Settings, which is where Aeon of Strife came from, which is where Dota then came from, you know? Dota, of course, was introduced in Warcraft 3. Things like Wintermall Wars and Tower Defense basically originated in StarCraft. So the arcades, it's been quite quiet because, honestly, while there's been some great games that came out on it, like Smashcraft or like Star Strikers, which is a really cool StarCraft uh, football game, it's a very fun to play, the way that you found lobbies in the game was not particularly well thought out. A lot of people wanted it to come back to the old Warcraft 3 method where you went there and you had a list of custom named lobbies that you just joined and then you played a bunch of games together. Well, finally, we're actually pretty much getting that after a long time. 
the arcade revamp is coming. And it's coming very soon because they released the patch notes, which usually indicates that a patch is actually coming this week. So we don't know if that's true, but it is entirely possible. And it includes a number of different interesting upgrades, including that the arcade top navigation system has been removed and they've basically taken custom games and made that whole section lobbies, which are public and open lobbies for Melee and arcade maps. Melee, which lets you create new lobbies for Melee maps with extension mods if you want them, and Arcade, which lets you make new lobbies for arcade maps. And you can create them with individual custom titles and the number of players and all that kind of thing. And it can display multiple lobbies for the same map simultaneously. So you could be like, you know, Star Strikers, uh, five-player team noobs only, or experts only, etc., etc. You can do all that kind of stuff. And you can change games and do all that kind of thing. It doesn't sound like a big deal, but it, it is a big deal. It really is. For, for those who wanted to play the arcade and are have been big advocates for the arcade, we've wanted this kind of thing for a while. And the arcade, for those who don't know, has been free for ages. You can download Blizzard Arcade, which is basically the starter edition of StarCraft II. You can play all those games for free. So hmm. since I have a mod coming out for StarCraft II very, very soon, what? extremely what? soon, I'm not going to tell you all about it. What? I'm not going to do that. Because I've had a policy of not talking about it until it's actually done, which it almost oh, is. Oh, oh! It's so, coming out yeah. this month. Are you know, gonna get it before you, launch, or is this gonna be like launch day thing? So launch day. You all, you already know about this. You, I've been telling these guys. They know what's going on, but they have been sworn to secrecy on pain of death. Yeah, but I'm still gonna give you crap. So yeah, why can't we see it till launch day? What are because you it ain't ready. What are you hiding? I TV? don't release things until they're ready. Thank you very much. We'll see whether or not that was a good idea. But mm. yeah, arcade upgrade looks like it's coming this week. Now would be a great time to re-download the Starter Edition or StarCraft 2 and play some good arcade games. Star Strikers is a great recommendation. There's several versions that are basically Warcraft 3 with all the original units. There's a bunch of boss fight mods, which are really fun to play. You can fight against bosses from like World of Warcraft and all that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of different choices. And of course, every tower defense map you could ever want in the universe is on there, including Elemental TD, the best TD is on there. So, it really is. Super good TD. Love it. Love it to death. Right. So, yeah, that was my little piece of news. Anyone got anything that they've noticed that's been going on this week that they're really itching to talk about? Dude, everybody's fucking talking about loot boxes. That's what every article's about right now. I know, and we've kind of already covered that, so... Then well, you know Shadow of War is a really big download? Uh, 75 <laughs> gigs, yeah. It's, that's big, yeah. It's fairly big. That's yeah. huge. That's a big download. I've, no. got, I've got some news. Okay. Tamagotchis, they're coming back. No. Physical, the physical keychain Tamagotchi, it's their 20th anniversary. They were bad then, they're bad now. New ones are the same ones, just they're coming back. What a great question. Yeah. I'll be... find out for you. Okay. Uh, Some people are saying it's bigger than that. Notice is still, you guys talked about last week, is the difficulty in games thing is still going on. And to I'm some sure extent, yeah. 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 I mean, we had a long discussion about it last week. Like, yeah. I don't know. If you want to throw some of your opinion in it, by all means, I mean, we had a very long discussion about it. I don't know if we can add anything to that, but you can go for it by all means. Well, I keep... I keep going back and forth on it actually. I can't, I'm finding it hard to really nail down what I think because I think there's no such thing as bad accessibility. Like, and I think, especially when yeah, it comes to people that struggle that. playing games, physically struggle playing games, that there needs to, that needs to be a factor. But at the same time, uh, the 
kind of conclusion I'm sitting on now is that it's kind of like a horror movie and it's kind of like complaining that a horror movie shouldn't be scary because I want to watch it. You know, that, that, sort, of, that sort of thing. And Maybe. Some, some games should be difficult because that's the point. But at the same time, it, it really spoke to me when you said earlier about Battle Chasers being too easy. And I think that's the other side of, of the problem is that you always want to have this good state of being challenged but not being too challenged and not being bored because you're not being challenged and i yeah. think almost every game has that and i think that should be part of the discussion i don't think there should yeah. be a skip button i think there should be something that if you are struggling enough on it that maybe it should be like the tanuki suit in mario 3d world it Make should it be something easier. that helps you helps you get through it but you don't it doesn't do it for you 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 can still get through it but yeah, I, I mean, you specifically is getting it because of how it looks. I think everyone wants to see the art in that game. But then I've heard it said, and I thought that was quite quite an interesting point, was that maybe it's difficult because they want you to stare at the art for a long time, and they want you to, <laughs> really? to get the most maybe. out of it. No, possibly. Yeah. Uh, there's a possibility of it. I could end up staring so long of it that I fucking resent the art. Yeah, that's I mean, just the other way too. There's yeah. the other side of that. I, I mean, I personally think there's a nice, easy solution to all of this that requires very little effort. Just bring back fucking cheat codes. Yeah, I, that's what I said too when I, I was <laughs> talking fair. in my in my Discord about it when it was coming out. Yeah, just bring back the cheat codes. It used to be a thing. Yeah. This is, is no money. You know? The ability to get past this stuff has been in games forever and takes very little effort to put back in. Like, mm -hmm. And you can solve that problem straight away. You want to call it cheating? I mean, okay, maybe it's like, well, that's not, that's not fair. I shouldn't be called a cheater. Oh, whatever. You know, that's, I don't mind. I, I had no problem using my Sonic 2 cheat, and I remember it because I remember back in the day on television, I actually watched them explain the cheat code. You go, but and they did it in a weird accent. It sounded like this. You go towards a level select screen, and you select the following numbers. Oh, uh, what was it? 19, 65, 09. 17. Then starts the game. When Sonic appears and waggles his finger, you press ABC start twice, and that will open the level select. And it literally sounded mostly like that. It was, I think it was on a bad influence or games master. I can't remember which t TV show in the UK that had that, but I'm pretty sure that was, that's the right, that is the level select uh, screen two for uh, Sonic 2, through the sound test screen. Uh, and I used that to skip uh, oil ocean a lot because I fucking hated that level. Mm -hmm. You know, I got stuck in oil ocean. I'm like, you know what? I'm fucking done with it. Uh, so I'm going to skip it. That didn't harm the game in any way. And I have fond memories of Sonic 2 because I was able to get past that stupid ass, stupid fucking oil level. So I think there's something charming about the old cheat codes that needed you to do all those things. It's like mm. part of gaming history that they were so obscure. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, like I mean, I think the internet kind of ruins that, obviously, to, to some yeah. extent, but. I don't see the harm in putting those back into games. Like, that basically solves the problem outright, you know? Mm -hmm. People want to cheat to look at some other stuff. Great. I don't have a problem with that. I don't think anyone should have a problem with it. As long as it doesn't affect the enjoyment of anybody else, and it shouldn't, then just let them do it. Just let them skip through. It's not a problem. Mm. I'm okay with it. Uh, quick little piece of news. Uh, this is relevant. If you do not own Hellblade yet, today is a good time to buy it because they are donating all of the proceeds from sales of Hellblade today to a mental health charity to highlight, of course, World Mental Health Awareness Day, which is today. So awesome! As a little thing for you. Yep, That's might really want to do that and consider yeah, it's about as appropriate a game as you could get for raising awareness on that particular subject. Mm -hmm. That's good. Oh, 
All right. What else we got on the the games news part of things is just. Dude, I can't find shit. Yeah, man, I'm looking. I can't find Jack and or shit. I the first in-game footage of Jurassic World Evolution came out, and it doesn't look crap. That's nice. I love the idea of that game. I love oh, the idea of that game. Oh God, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I liked it. Operation Genesis was the attempt to do it before, mm-hmm. and you know, it wasn't brilliant, but it it's a cool idea for a game. It's a very cool idea for a game. And this footage. God, if the game looks anything like this, then holy shit. Like, they're not messing around. Uh, Bump it down there so you can see a little bit more of it. But it's... The detail is fantastic in this. Um, I don't know how they're going to turn this into a park simulator, basically. But if it looks anything like this, then wow. That's, That's some impressive stuff. You know, even for early dev, great texture work, excellent animation... Yeah, I'm a little excited about that. Not that that tells us anything about the mechanics, but yeah. I don't give a shit about a campaign if they make it. I don't give a shit about like all the other features. I just want to make pens of dinosaurs and like trap unsuspecting idiots inside and watch what happens. That's all I want. It sounds That's like you might be able to do something like that. Uh, but all I want. Hopefully they just give you a sandbox mode where you can go to town. And just yeah. do all that stupid shit. Build my own Jurassic Park, but it's like Fight Club Jurassic Park, where it's like T-Rex is fighting shit. Evil genius mm-hmm. meets Jurassic Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I hope you have a like a possession ability so you can adopt like a, a, a walk around at eye level. I think that'd be pretty cool. There's a morality system in there where it's like, why are we breeding the dinosaurs? For scientific research or for war and world domination? <laughs> Unleash the Stegosaurus. So yeah, that's a her- so that's a herbivore. Irrelevant. Definitely. Unleash them anyway. It's yeah, that sounds really interesting. Um, kind of out of nowhere as well. Again, and there's another little interesting point on my uh, little radar. MechWarrior Five Mercenaries, first hands-on on that by the guys that made MechWarrior Online. And some people are like, oh no. Well, here's the thing about that. It's a single-player game, so it looks like it's going to just be a straight-up box purchase. The main issue with MechWarrior Online was not that it was a bad game. It was actually quite a good game. It was a pretty good sim. Uh, the community for it is quite is actually very nice. Like they're very tied together. They're big into the role playing aspect of it and teamwork because that game really needs that. And the mech combat was good. And a lot of the graphically, it was quite an impressive looking game for the most part. Some gnarly textures here and there, but not bad. They're making it on the same engine, so it's going to be on Crytek engine. It's going to look good. And it's a full on single player campaign. The problem with the game was the business model. It was exploitative as fuck. For a single player game though, I'm not I'm not so worried about that, obviously. Although looking at Shadow of War, maybe I should be. But it looks like maybe this might be pretty fucking cool. I hope so. So I'm glad I'm glad to hear that that's being made. Hmm. First Battle Royale game announced for Nintendo Switch, apparently, called uh Crazy Justice. Ah, yes, of course. Crazy Justice, my favorite <laughs> Battle Royale game. Including building and upgrading system, destructible environments, cross-platform support, customizable skill deck. Yeah, well, it looks like, uh, you know, the, the flood has begun. Uh, but I'm just looking at the very early footage here, and it's like, yep, parachute in. Actually start with a gun. That doesn't sound right at all. What's up with that? Starting with a gun? Nah, I'm not okay with that. What's the point? These look like very small levels as well. 
not like a battle royale really whatsoever frankly but already uh, you're gonna get people saying no it's a battle royale like or light you know oh god you start yeah. with a gun so it doesn't count you know no, no, no. yeah doesn't just, count they watched this show and they heard when tb was like i just wish that there wasn't any downtime and they were like all right how do we cut out all downtime <laughs> Maybe not to that extent. Okay, is Cut this my fault? Downtime. Are you, you blaming me for this now? It's my <laughs> fault. You actually land and you instantly win the game. No downtime. You either win or you die instantly the yeah. second you touch down. The map's actually like one foot square. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Oh my god, I want to make that game. Where everybody... It's like... Oh my god. It's like a shitload of people... And you're all ever so slowly falling and you can see one square that you can land on safely. And so everybody has to like try to slowly move to the square and like oh, so push each other out of the way. Oh man, there's a fucking potential in that being like a full <laughs> party game. Like you could you could do all sorts of bullshit to like sabotage other people's uh parachute, <laughs> shove them out of the way, maybe like falling in the air. There's probably like things you can pick up. Reminds me of um there's a, there was a stage in Power Stone 2 where you are you started on an airship, the airship exploded, and then you fell through the air, and you were fighting as you fell through the air to get the umbrella to let you land without taking damage. You could build a whole game around that! Oh my god. Kinda cool. I'd be up for that. Also, give me another Power Stone game. What the fuck's wrong with you, Capcom? Jesus, Power Stone's that so good. That idea is free. Any, there you anybody go. who wants to make that stupid idea, go for it. Skydiving Battle Royale. I love it. Yeah. Uh huh. Other than that, oh god, I'm... we are light on the news this week, and that's sort of partially our fault for all making videos about loot boxes. <laughs> Sorry. Oh dear. Uh, they banned a bunch of cheaters from Fortnite. That was inevitable. Mm. They make the cheats so fast. How do they do that? I have no idea. They're so quick. It's crazy. Bonkers. That's what I say. It's bonkers. Right. I, I got nothing else. I'm going to be totally yeah, honest. I literally I, can't find anything. No. I, I've got nothing that's worth talking about. Releases normally take us a bit. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll, we'll go through that. And, oh, yeah. Overwatch's Halloween event has started. I think people are probably aware of that by now. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy 4, 14 4.1 just dropped as well. Yeah. If you play Final Fantasy 14. So yeah. there's that. Yeah. I don't want to do predictions for BlizzCon a month out from BlizzCon. I think that's a tad excessive. Um, we could probably do that at a future date. Okay, let's let's do releases and see what we got. We have uh, quite the list, and we've been picking through trying to find some interesting stuff. There's some major releases this week, certainly, and there are some which may be flying under the radar that look like they might be kind of cool. So we will... Start off with the major stuff on October the 10th. He says as he desperately brings up his Steam page and hopes that it's properly aligned. Yep, that is the big release today. That is on... big release today. Huge release today on Xbox One, Mm -hmm. PlayStation 4, and also, of course, on PC. And there are three different editions. If you and already DLC for it, uh, the uh, by the way, the download gets even bigger. If you download the high resolution texture pack, there's also a 4K cinematics pack. Those are both free downloads. That expands oh, the download yeah. size yeah, even that's more. Be massive yeah. to add to it. 
Yeah, some people were complaining that the game didn't look that great. That might be because they didn't download the high-resolution pack, so might want to look into getting that. There are also three editions of the game, and there's a starter bundle, which I assume is probably some crates, a silver edition, a gold edition. There's, of course, the season pass. So, I mean, we have no idea what's coming in the season pass, and if anything, buy the first one, you probably shouldn't get it because right. uh, it was a real mess last time. I don't think there's any other major titles that have decided to come out today. They probably have the common sense not to around a game like that. Not that I could see, not on our list anyway, but I yeah. did. there were a couple of things on here. Um, Jesse, you found a game that looked like it might be interesting on October the 10th. The Invisible uh, Hours, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I, I kind of like the idea of uh, The Invisible Hours. Yep. Um, oh, I'll Spy Tequila Works. Are yeah. they the guys that made uh, the Sexy Brutal? So it's straight up a VR mystery. Like it's okay. a murder mystery in VR. I think that'd be totally interesting. Yeah. I don't know how they pull it off. I don't know anything about it, but I think that'd be like cool to experience. I'm down. Yep. That's out That's right now. That came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's a Vive game. And Tequila Works, yeah, they were involved in the development of the Sexy Brutal. They made Deadlight. They also, this year, were involved in developing Rhyme to some extent. So that's intriguing. I can't I, see it all that clearly. Does it kind of looks like Dishonored, maybe? Or um, I don't know. They claim it's, um, they very specifically say it's not a game. It's a piece of immersive theater. Oh. So it's almost like... I mean, they, they've had that idea before, haven't they, where you can go to those places where they're acting out a play, but you can walk around the different rooms yeah. and all that kind of stuff while it's happening. Can't remember exactly what they called that, but that's you know, that's a real thing as well. I'm intrigued by the idea of it. I'm interested to see how that plays out. It's unique. Um, one that I was drawn to for obvious reasons is Pinewood Island. Pinewood um, Island. Okay. It's a... It's a like we're all trapped on an island and oh, somebody God. gets murdered visual novel. Okay. Um, but I like the art and I'm a little concerned because in the fully customized, fully customizable main character screen, they let you choose her underwear. So it might, oh. it might get into weird places. Who knows? But <laughs> that's setting uh, the tone right from the start. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> but um, you do keep picking these Animu games and then get surprised when I know nobody else is going to. So also y'all gotta, y'all gotta take my, my highlighting things approach on this list because that way the links don't break. Oh, am I breaking? Am I breaking the links by putting mine by? Oh, I oh, yeah. okay. All right. I actually deleted the thing, but that's all right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I next like time we will have colors. Got to all right. Break the link. <laughs> ah, okay. I choose red for next time then. All right. Great. That's that's good to know. That, it's a good so. technique. We have this shared list now that everyone can edit. Or like before, you know, uh, before the show, I was like, hey, highlight the stuff you want to talk about, and then we fucked it up. So yay! Uh, Joseph, you got one on October the 10th, I believe. Yep, I just I looked through the list and it caught my eye for whatever reason, uh, called Cybercube. Yep. It looks like a 3D version of a game that I've seen being played uh, 140, and you were a cube, and it looks like you have to jump, and there's like gravity changing as you go through it, and it looks kind of neat. It's got this neon style to it. Looks looks a little simple. For two yeah. bucks, can't really complain. Yeah, the 3D element really flips in on its head. I mean, there's quite a few of those, um, like the impossible game style things going on 
uh, but it looks like this actually has enough of its own unique mechanics to be worth having a look at. And two bucks. I mean, yep. that's hard to argue with, certainly. Mm. Let's see. There was something else, I think. Uh, maybe not. Uh, anything else on October the 10th that people found that looked interesting? Ah, oh, yes. There was one thing that looked interesting, but may very well be absolutely terrible if ACG's Great. review is anything to go by. Uh, Deadbeat Heroes. Uh, published by Square Enix, the idea being that you are kind of basically like a just really rubbish superhero, and I think I think the idea was you're supposed to steal uh, other people's powers in order to actually fight these guys, mm. and it was sort of you know it just kind of looked like a pretty cool brawler uh, with an interesting art style. There's a little bit sort of flat shaded. But unfortunately, if uh, as I say, ACG was not a fan of it, uh, I'll give it a shot, see what I reckon, because it's sort of my kind of arena spectacle fightery mm. sort of look to it. But it looks okay. Yeah, it, it certainly looks okay. looks okay. We'll see how responsive it is. It's like no one's opinion is the definitive one, so we'll, we'll have a look at it. Mm. Okay, October the 11th. Jesse, you uh, pointed out a couple on here you're interested in, so did Dodger. Yeah. Uh, insert paper. <laughs> is... That looks great. Yeah, it's a game where you are, you know, sorting papers, but there's clearly something else under the hood. Who knows what it's going to be? Mm -hmm. A weird, weird game, I hope. You really love games the way you're, like, you're going into it knowing there's going to be some weird, fucked up, twisty stuff in it, right? Apparently, uh, everyone this week has told me that I should grab Dodger and we should play Doki Doki. Uh, oh my god, I hear that game is fucking weird. Yeah, I like... Doki Doki Tamadachi Life or something like that? Will you, will you, like, it's like something club, like book club, literature club, something okay. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Fan Friday as like a weird, because everyone keeps saying that totally. we should play. Totally. Right. Yeah. Let's do All it. All right. Fair enough. Because it's, it, everyone's like, yeah, it's like an anime game, but weird. I'm like, what do you mean weird? They're like, what do you mean, play. but like, weird? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They're like, just play it. I'm like, All right. So this game looks weird. This insert paper game. Yes, yeah, it does. I love that it's like you have a job, but then something's weird. I like that. Uh, Definitely a bit Stanley Powerable feel to it. Yeah, the creepy vibe of the game saying it's one thing and then there being a meta narrative where it's like, but we know something else is going on. I mm. like, I love that shit in, every, in all forms of media. I love Fair it. Fair enough. Uh, we'll go down the list in the order that we've labeled stuff just so we don't end up mixing things up. Uh, I found one that I was surprised because uh, usually I have to say that my detecting hidden object games radar is pretty good. Apparently not in this case. This is a Dungeons & Dragons game called Tales from Candlekeep, Tomb of Annihilation. Now, this looks like this may very well be a better version of what Sword Coast Legends was supposed to be. Because it seems like you're s slapping down, these tiles for the dungeon get slapped down. Uh, I don't know if you can do that. I hope you can do that as like a dungeon master to build these things out of tile sets for your friends to make cool adventures, but I, either way, the game looked really kind of cool from what mm. I could see. It has a nice art style. It's got the Dungeons & Dragons license in there. A lot of cool customization on the characters and different things to do. I don't know if slapping the... you know It, it looks like almost a digital board game. Um, I don't think it has that kind of Dungeon Master mode in it, but there's some procedural stuff, and yeah, they generate the maps by... As you go through, they'll slap another tile down, almost like you would in a board game. So even if it's just aesthetic, I thought that was a kind of neat trick. Looks that cool. Neat. Yeah. 
All right, next one on the list. Green highlight. Is that you, Dodger? Your mic's muted again. You're not having a good girl. day with your mic today, I gotta say. I know. Uh, Vitamin Girl is a little runner game. Um, it reminds me kind of of uh, Jet Set Radio in terms oh. of like the color palette and kind of the character designs. Yeah, you're totally Pretty right. Yeah. I'm getting that vibe right um, off the bat. Yeah, it looks cute. And uh, I think Jesse and I both were interested in Wonder Doctor. Wonder Doctor. Well. Yeah, looks cool. What's all I love about, the man? art style, and I love that you're like putting weird body parts together on people. It's fucking weird, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> classic, classic uh, Jesse and Duke's pick of just, this looks horrifying. Yep. Let's Ex play that. Yeah. Explore a world full of quackery ghosts and addictive potions, apparently, with this. he has a, That's a shark, man. That is a man of shark. That is several forms of... Jesus Christ, this looks fucked up. Oh, my God. All right, fair enough. You you can have that game. I'll 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 let you have that one. Uh, you can keep that away. Something <laughs> That's a little a cool art style. It is a very yeah. it's a strange, cool. disturbing art style, uh, which is in itself a pretty cool thing. The something a bit more traditional for VR. This looks like a pretty cool VR style game called Combat Instinct, and. It's mostly a VR combat game with a lot of melee combat, punching, dodging guards, and all that kind of thing. And it looks like it's pretty well fleshed out. You know, the, these games are to a penny on Vive right now, but a lot of them are very incomplete. They're not particularly well done. I'm not really sure why the hair looks like it's made of plastic, but there was some decent stuff going on in this that looked like maybe it's worth a look if you happen to want to play a VR combat game. So it's hard to say with these things because, of course, screenshots never do them justice. So who knows? But it seemed okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Don't think I can't see anything else on October 11th. Uh, so should we move on to October the 12th? Yeah. What do we got here? Uh, I grabbed one called okay. Live. Live. Right. That's not going to be hard to search for or anything. You know what? Just... Uh... I'm not going to say anything. Just go ahead and look at it. What the, why the, what the fuck did you do? I didn't do this. It was on the list. The, you, but look you, at this hellscape. But you chose oh, it. Wow. You chose this. That? Look at this. Look Oof. at this weird. Oof. Look at this fucking no. weird Bob no. Rashford America game. No. Like, <laughs> Moving swiftly on to sociable soccer, uh, you would be. A little weird that I put a football game on there, but it's supposed to be a spiritual successor to Sensible Soccer. Sensible Soccer was fucking awesome back in the day. So if this is anything like that, I will play the shit out of it. So, yeah, it looks pretty good, honestly. Fast, very arcadey, early access, beginning quite soon on that. So I found that to be interesting. Uh, um, Pinball Wicked also looks great. If you just want like a really cool looking pinball game to play. I do love oh. really cool pinball games. Fuck me, that is a nice looking table. Wow. Doesn't it look cool? Yeah. Oh, oh I like, I love I love really well designed pinball tables. That one looks fucking fantastic. Oh, that looks gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, look at the colors there. That's really good. Oh god, that that's that's yeah. I'm gonna play the shit out of that. I I every now and again my iPad becomes a pinball machine because there's some really good pinball apps on iPad, 
but I will pl play this simply on the basis of look at that fucking table. It looks mm -hmm. great. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Very cool find. I thought Yono and the Celestial Elephants looked like it might have some legs. Mm. Uh, it's a grand adventure featuring carefully designed puzzles, treasure hunts, a sprinkler of combat, and a world full of people. Uh, I like I, the art style looks kind of cool. And you have to use your trunk as the elephant to solve puzzles and find secrets. You can load it up with like air, water, and different elements to do things with it. Uh, so it kind of looks like a, a cutesy little puzzle platform with a little bit of combat in it. So I was kind of into that. Outside of that, um, oh yeah, there was, this sounds generic as hell, but actually looked kind of interesting. Uh, no, no, it doesn't. And I have no idea why I looked at that. Why did I put, uh, I think I clicked on the wrong one. Because I'm like, this looks interesting. No, it doesn't. It looks like absolute shite. Um, hmm. Well, did I mean to put it on something else? I don't know. No, I didn't. Okay, I just made a horrible mistake on that one. Never mind. Uh, let's move on. October the 13th. What have we got here? First one on the list, Exorcism Case Zero. That's Yellow. Who who picked up that one? Hey, that's me. Um, So I wanted to play this game because it's an exorcism game where you, like, it doesn't look visually all that great, uh, but it's a game where you're, like, just in a room with this girl and you're trying to exorcise the demons. I imagine there's going to be some fun little bits in there. So I, I'm going to try it, actually. Okay, fair enough. Mm. Also one that snuck up on us. Jesse, you pointed this out. Evil Within 2 is actually coming out this week, but it's coming out on October the 13th. Comes out uh, Friday the, the 13th. On the 13th. Yep. I'm really excited uh, to play it. I'm, we'll see We'll see what happens. I The first one was hard. Like it was a hard and, game. And also horrible by many accounts. A lot of people <laughs> did not like that game. Yeah, I remember so you we'll guys see. talking about that on a podcast once I was watching and you guys were all talking about it and it sounded weird and I and I wanted to play yeah. it because it sounded so weird but I just never did, got around to it. It, it was yeah. not well reviewed at launch at all but you know, a lot of the marketing of what there has been of it when there hasn't been a lot for even within 2 looks very strange and intriguing so hmm. we'll see. Uh, here's an interesting point. Bethesda yeah has sent review code out for this earlier than the day before. That is what? very rare. Yeah, that my Bethesda's <laughs> policy has not been to do that. So they have done it on this one. I don't know why. Maybe because they feel like, oh, we actually might need people to cover this game because nobody even knows it's fucking coming out. I'm like, Honestly, oh, really? That, you need us now, do you? All right. That really might be it because I don't think... It I don't know anybody who's talking about this. No, like, I think that might exactly be why. Anyone's radar. It's like, oh, really? You need us now, do you? That that's cute. That's cute. Anyway, whatever. Mm. I'm salty with them. Uh, one that I looked at that kind of the title sounded pretty stupid, but the game looks like it might be okay. Is called the Pirate Plague of the Dead. It's a pirate game. It's Great. free. It's weird because it's free to play, but it's also single player, according to this. That makes very little sense. Uh, but it looks like a pretty cool pirate combat and adventure game. And I do love my Age of Sail stuff. But uh, And another Holy Potatoes game. Yeah. So they're releasing a third Holy Potatoes game, but this one is cooking in hell for some reason. Uh, like there's it. a demo available, just like all the Holy Potatoes games. They do love to put the demos out. It's a wacky, hell-themed cooking management sim where you take on the role of a chef in the afterlife populated by potatoes. 
Holy potatoes. I don't there's something about those games that are just they're, they're amusing. Cute. They're, they're cute. Yeah. yeah, they're they're cute. Potato they're amusing. My favorite dog. Yeah, he is. He's great. I I don't know what they're going to do with this, but I'm intrigued to know because it's weird. Last time they made an FTL light kind of game and now they're making a cooking management game. So maybe like cook serve delicious? I don't know. But I'm interested. I think we had this discussion last time where we'd be like okay with Holy Potatoes just doing every game genre. <laughs> I mean, they should. Why not, right? Just for no apparent reason. It's like, yeah, just make a Holy Potatoes version of everything that exists. That'll be fine. Mm. Um, I snagged Druid's Tale Crystal Cave on this list. Okay. Um, none of their screenshots show other, like, characters, so they might just not be, like, rendered into the game yet. But it's an RPG where you play a druid and you have to like walk around the forest and find items. And then there, it says that there are going to be like neutral factions that are inside of the forest that you can like trade with in order yeah. to make new concoctions and fight evil. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it looks really cute. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. See how that one turns out. And Joseph, you managed to find one that again completely slipped under a lot of yeah. people's radars, mine included. The third Dungeons game is coming out. Yep, I'm really surprised. I, I didn't I didn't realize it was coming out so soon. Yep, so Dungeons 1, I'm a big fan of Dungeon Keeper. Really love those games. Yes. And I've played War for the Overworld, and I skipped Dungeons 1 because it isn't like Dungeon Keeper at all. It's, it's not at all. Other thing. But Dungeons 2 is like Dungeon Keeper, so Dungeons 3 might be about anything. It, I have it, no idea. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, but I I think Dungeons Two is is worth looking at if if uh, if you're really a big fan of Dungeon Keeper. So maybe this one will be too. Yeah, I'm interested yeah. in seeing it. Not that we have any idea what it's actually going to be, but it certainly yeah. looks like a Dungeon Keeper like game. Mm -hmm. And these games have been getting better and better. It looks like there's an over there's obviously an overworld part of it. Uh, some of the screenshots are indicating, but yeah, you're right. The Dungeons games have been really weird. Mm -hmm. I so I don't know what to expect from that one. I've heard nothing on the PR front on that game. I didn't even know this existed. So Maybe it's a MOBA. Who knows? Oh god, I hope it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, October the 14th. I don't believe we found a single damn thing that looked remotely interesting there. And October the 15th, nothing as well. There's. Did I actually mark that? Some of these I don't even remember marking. So I'm like, was this actually... Uh, but yeah, I did. So uh, on October the 16th, there's a colony management game called Mercury Fallen that's going into okay. early access that looks like it might be pretty cool. Uh, you've got to build a underground facility on Mercury, which sounds a big Dungeon Keeper-esque as well. That sounds so, good. Yeah, there's always potential with stuff like that, but I, I there's a lot of those games end up in early access and never see the light of day, so yeah. it's uh, potentially a little concerning on that one. And oh, I think... this looks very similar to another game that's stuck in early access. I can't remember what it's called, though. Uh, on I... an alien world. Maya? Yeah. Maya? Is it Maya? Maya. Yeah, it was yeah. Maya. I remember that yeah. one. And the 17th is actually next week, so we're going to skip that entirely, which is a shame because there's actually a lot of really cool stuff coming out then, but we have the podcast next week, so we'll cover it then. Yeah. I don't see anything else on there that we missed. It seems like a week kind of devoid of, of some console releases, actually, um, which is a bit surprising. I usually we get a bunch of like Switch releases, but I didn't see anything on the release list. So either the release list is incomplete uh, or there's not much yeah. coming out this week. Stardew definitely came out. Yes this past week because uh -huh. everybody that i know has been like yay i'm using my switch as a stardew machine <laughs> yeah 
I love Stardew. Stardew is good. It's great. Yep. Yep. But uh, yeah, aside from that. Finish about it. Cool. Well, we're going to wrap up the show a little bit early, honestly, because like I said, it's not really been much of a news week, frankly. But there yeah. you go. Yeah. Regardless, big thanks to Joseph Anderson for... Thank you, uh, is this the first podcast you've been on? Ever. Yep. First podcast. Yeah, there ever. you go. You yep. did a pretty damn good job for that, considering you really threw yourself into the deep end on that one. It's like, yeah, yeah I'm just going to go on this podcast that only has a few hundred thousand viewers. It'll be fine. Yeah. Th thank you for giving me a chance. Of course. No problem whatsoever. If people want to find your content, unfortunately, they YouTube hasn't given him a proper URL yet, so I could have put his YouTube URL in, but it's literally 15 random characters and numbers, which is not remotely helpful. Mm -hmm. So the best thing to do, follow his Twitter. It's been underneath his face for the last three hours. And is there anything else you'd like to share, like, say, your Twitch channel or anything along those lines? Uh, Twitch channel is still really new, so, yeah, you can you can stop by if you want. There's there's a link on, on my Twitter as well. Uh, I think it's just my name, or it's JPH Anderson on, on, on Twitch. Um, yeah, so I'm, I just started streaming. I really like it. I'm surprised by how much I like it because uh, I'm not, I, I don't have much experience playing games and talking at the same time. But It's I'm, useful I'm skill really to have. Yeah, yeah. I'm, re I'm really, really enjoying it. So yeah, I think it's going to be definitely going to be a regular thing. I, di I did it just to practice to come on to here. That's why I started. Fair enough. And, uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then it, I, I, I've taken to it quite well. So yeah, def definitely. I might stream tonight. I'm not sure what yet, though. But yeah, it's cool. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I think like for criticism in particular, you get a lot of interesting opinions from the chat as well. Right? Mm -hmm. And I started doing streaming of stuff before I would do my little like first impressions videos. And sometimes there might be some of the chat notes that I didn't, that's like, huh, that's an interesting point. Or maybe the chat would really hate something that I liked. I'm like, well, why did you hate it? And then, well, that explains like, oh, that's a valid point. I still like it, but yeah, or I can see why really, people wouldn't like that. Really simple things you might miss in games that chat will pick up on. Uh, yeah. The, the, the devil fight in Cuphead, he has an ability where he shoots his hooves off the side and then claps them together. Yeah, like that dodger. And <laughs> I didn't know you could duck under it. So I was trying to jump. I, I think you're muted, by the way. Is it is that, did that happen to you too? Yeah, she's muted, again. she's muted again. I have a rule in my chat that people can't help me. So they were going fucking yeah, you did the same thing? crazy. Yeah, it wasn't until uh, I was done with that level yeah. that they were like, like, so by the way, you can duck under the tubes. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you look I, like I... weed Princess Leia. No, I all right, hate you. Into... Go away. <laughs> cool, great. <laughs> Go away. Yeah, thank you for having me. This, of course, this is, uh, absolute this pleasure. Me. Jesse, what you got coming up this week? What's going on? Yo, uh, so oh my god, so much stuff. Uh, I honestly don't know. Things are happening, <laughs> and I'm gonna try and make sure they do. Uh, Scary Game Squad was gonna meet to play games until we weren't, and uh, I was gonna do stuff until a computer broke. So I don't know what's gonna happen. Shit, it's up in the air. That's why you should tune into the channel. You should like follow. Because crazy shit's going to happen. And then Dodger and I finish up Cuphead. So that too. Cool. Dodger. Yeah. Um, guys, you can find me at Dex Bonus on pretty much everything, including Twitch. Um, I stream a lot now. And uh, Jesse and I have been playing a bunch of The Letter. We haven't scheduled uh, next time to play it, but it's been very silly and fun. Um, I'm currently playing A Hat in Time and having a lot of fun with that as well. 
And um, a update that just happened is that our coffee company has updated the store and we now have pictures of all of the items that we sell. So if you're interested in checking out uh, my coffee line, you can find it at dodgercoffeeco.com. Cool. Uh, this week, not much coming out for me. I've got another treatment, so I'm going to be out of action. But after that, keep an eye out. That's all I can say. we got big things coming in October. As of the 20th, I'll, of course, be at TwitchCon, as will Dodger. We will be doing the Co-optional Lounge panel. I'll probably find myself on other random panels because I have a fairly light schedule. If we have any space for meet and greet, which apparently is very limited at the show this year, and I don't have one, I, I will let you know what's going on with that. I think they're trying to find us a way we can do some sort of signing. Dodger, were you about to say something, or was that just a weird yawn? It was a yawn. It was yeah. a weird yawn. Okay. She's already bored with it. She's yeah. like, I don't even blah, care blah, about blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I'll be at TwitchCon messing around, doing the Co-optional Lounge panel. And of course, I'll be at BlizzCon as well. So I'm going to, basically as of the 20th, I'm going to be on the West Coast for a good couple of weeks, which means there'll be at least one show from Cox Towers, which Jesse will not be at because he'll be in Australia. So we're going to take yes. over. That's really, funny. That's really funny, actually. Yeah. yeah. No, I won't be here. Yep, so we'll find people to replace him in the office and we'll I mean, do hey, something. Yeah, there are other people here. There are so. other people. You can be replaced. Fine. Yeah, eh, I wouldn't go that far. We'll find somebody. I'm sure we'll find somebody. Think that is about it. Big thanks to our sponsor today, Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com slash co-optional for 10% off your first order and a free trial and a packet of Szechuan sauce. No, die. Anyway, regardless of that, we have been the Corruptional Podcast. You have listened to us, and that is appreciated. Thank you very much. We will see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>